0: Welcome to another episode of Revolutionary Dispatches. I'm Catherine Wright, and
1: I'm David Bryan. Hi. Hi. How how
0: how how are you? How? how? Good.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm very much enjoying the end of the lockdown as as much as it <laughs> yeah as much as it, it is.
0: Changed a great deal here, I'm afraid, but uh... no, not no. massively. Wow. I have been
1: to the pub though, and my God. I, I haven't seen the inside <laughs> of
0: another building from this house and very occasionally in the nearest shop, although we do most of our shopping by ordering in, uh, if we can, since October, I think.
1: You are doing your yeah. big the pandemic well, continues, I mean, no, I not should not hope working.
0: not, but I mean, yeah, pa- I think partly having already had it makes me sort of super wary because I don't want to, yeah. you know, be a contributing factor in someone else getting it or have fan get it again, mm. which is possible. Um, but I think also It's just it, it, It's a lot harder For me to go anywhere Anyway um, Yeah
1: I sort of I suppose I got a bit Complacent about it Until someone uh, From my place of work uh, Tested positive A couple of weeks ago And the whole place Had to shut down and about half the stuff yeah, to self-isolate Yeah, yeah. Like, blimey.
0: Well my part was just started, um Working at uh, A care home near us Actually And they have obviously Tests um, Tests all mm-hmm, the time yeah. As they come in On the door They've got Um new PCR-type tests coming in from from about now, actually. So, yeah, they got... Oh, really? They're getting all the tests.
1: Yeah, I use the lateral flow tests regularly. I'm testing myself. Yeah, she the has to, the to do, do exactly. that
0: twice a week now.
1: Yeah, yeah, twice a week for us. Well, it's every five days, so we right. do it Mondays right. and Thursdays. Right. So if Maybe. you forget, you're still yeah. a bit of a buffer. Well,
0: the sun is shining. Yes. It it's, really is. Wet it is a beautiful day here as well. It's about like eighteen, know, nineteen we sat degrees. Sat out to eat lunch in the in the garden, which was nice. And it it's mm. beautiful sunshine. Yes. The bees are buzzing. The birds are tweeting. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. feels like it's, I find that living in Britain in the winter. It feels like you're on the edge of the Arctic. It's not actually a really cold country, but you're like you're in that category with the really mm-hmm. cold countries. And then in the summer, it's like paradise. Well, it's, <laughs> it's it's the it's Gulf the, it's Stream, isn't it? It's, it?
0: That's the thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the Gulf yeah, yeah, Stream exactly. keeping us.
1: Yeah, people have the stereotype of Britain that it's that it's not very sunny, but it's it's relative compared to other North European countries. Yeah. It's fairly sunny. You know, London gets significantly Absolutely. more sun than Berlin. Yeah, no,
0: it, it, you know, Britain in the summer is beautiful. Um, but Britain in the winter, yeah. as you point out, is miserable, damp, foggy, dark, grim—all grim. <laughs> yeah. the things that we associate with jolly old England. Um,
1: I do wonder sometimes, just to bring it round to that policy, is after all <laughs> the idea whether <laughs> whether um, there's any effect from like the the time of year when you hold an election uh, compared to people's attitude to the thing. So is it partly because it's a problem that Labour had at the last election was that people think that the policies were nice, but they thought they were unrealistic. Is that partly because the election was in December? Because people thought, "Oh, well, it's grim, it's dark, it's you know, it's dingy, it's cold." There's you know, the, the sun goes down at four o'clock. Therefore, you can't have a green new deal <laughs> because that's yeah, a un- are more pessimistic in the winter. Whereas in you know, in the in May when the you know the winter's over, the sun's come out. There's flowers everywhere. The you know, the world is coming back to life. Uh, they, Maybe there might be something
0: in that. I mean, certainly, I think um, there's some evidence to suggest that December elections can kind depress of turnout. Um, Partly because everyone's just mm-hmm. thinking more about Christmas than anything else at that point. But Makes yeah.
1: sense. there's also the fact that generally speaking, the Conservatives rely more on sort of um, advertising and and newspapers and and kinds of campaigning that you can pay for, whereas Labour try, doesn't have so much money, but it compensates for it by lots of on the ground mm. activists, which has more of them than the Tories, and that's affected by the the weather. If it's really really cold and raining all the time and whatever. Then it's quite hard to get yeah, so many people to go outdoors, which is the thing that Labour really relies on. Whereas TV advertising mm. and newspapers and stuff is unaffected by. I don't know. It's probably quite difficult to prove. You, difficult to you'd have
0: to. It. I mean, I don't know. Then it would be actually because all you'd have to do would be to ask um, a set of questions. You thought the answers might be influenced by sort of the time of year, and you just have to ask those questions yes, and ask them at different, you know, times once a, year. a month and see if there was any sort of meaningful yeah. dip. You need a big sample size, obviously.
1: Yeah, you need some kind of consistent measurement for... Yeah, yeah, you need a basket optimism. of questions,
0: which taken together would seem to indicate optimism. You know, just asking the question, you know, yeah. I believe that there's possible things can change, you know, might might be a starting point, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It is an interesting question.
1: you probably have to compare it with a set of questions about um, what do you think would actually That's constitute true, a positive yeah. change. yeah. Yeah, because that was the that was the outcome of lots of polling uh, about the Labour's twenty nineteen manifesto. Is that people, generally speaking, did think that it was on the right track in terms of defining what would count as something nice, and people but people thought it was unfeasible. Yes, despite uh, the fact unfeasible. that
0: the conservative manifesto uh, less less. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not good. That's not but a yes. fair point. <laughs>
1: Quite. It, it totally is feasible. It's ambitious, but it certainly was feasible.
0: Yeah,
1: of course. Is feasible, I should say. Um, yeah, should we go on to a specific yeah,
0: I mean, really today what we're talking about is the upcoming set of elections. And in particular, mm. we thought we'd focus on a couple of new parties that have sprung up to contest mm-hmm. them. Because I do like a minor party. Um, you know, the Liberal Democrats, for example. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to rub it in, haven't you? So, yeah, I don't always like a particular No, but party. I like the concept. I've always been fascinated by...
1: Um, By the yeah, little yeah, totally.
0: minuscule ones you get Like the, like the, the Christian alliance and Yeah, all that and
1: the fact that even in Yeah, yeah, totally And the fact that even in First Past the Post Quite a lot of people still consistently vote third party Even though it's against their strategic yeah. interests Kind of shows that they fulfil some kind of a function Or at least they, they, they serve some kind yeah. of a yeah. They're an outlet for I something Right. I think
0: you're right um, I mean, what, were the, uh, what were the sort of minor parties at the last election That's a good one, so uh, Brexit party, yeah, well, you've course. got, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of sort of percentage of the vote. So you had Conservatives got about 40, 45 percent. Labour got about 30. I am rounding quite, mm-hmm. you know, sort of heavily here. Liberal Democrats got about 10. It's SNP a heavy round, but yeah. SNP got about four. Greens got about three. Brexit Party got about two. And then, then you obviously have the DUP, Sinn Féin, Plaid Cymru, Alliance, SDLP, UUP. They're all... Um, Smaller parties that only hit their seats in either Northern Ireland or Wales. Um, so, of course, they're going to get mm-hmm. a fairly small percentage of the vote. There aren't that many people living in Northern Ireland and Wales. But then you get into the really interesting ones. So below the UUP, you've got the Yorkshire Party, the Scottish Green Party, of course, which is a minor party in UK terms, but it's actually quite important in the Scottish context. Um, you've got UKIP, yes, naturally. Yes. The Ashfield Independents. I uh, don't know if you're uh, mm-hmm. big on, big on Ashfield in Nottinghamshire. There's the Liberal Party, which still exists. Um, after the official, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, a mass, I'm not an expert. but well, after the um, after the, uh, the the alliance, alliance um, and and the merging of the Liberal Party and the Social Democratic Party in 1989, a sort of continuity Liberal Party and a continuity SDP um, sort of reemerged. Uh, because they didn't want to be merged, basically. And in 2019, the mm. Liberals got uh, just under eleven thousand votes. And the SDP got just over three thousand. So you know, between them, they're still they're still out there. There was, of course, the Independent yeah, that's Group for not Change. Nothing. No, the Independent Group for Change got ten thousand behind the Liberal Party. I should point out. Cut then there's the um, yeah, then there's I'm going to mangle the pronunciation of this. Auntu? Untu? AnTu. I don't know. It's an Irish political party anyway. So uh, they got about ten thousand, just under. Monstrous Loonies, of course. People mm. for, for Profit Collective. Uh, Birkenhead Social Justice Party. If you're big on Birkenhead, like by Frank Field, who who used to be in the Labour uh, Party and then quite under Corbyn, the Christian People's Alliance. Mm, that one I uh, actually have heard of. Yeah, yeah, big big fans of them. Uh, not, but they've been around mm-hmm. since 1999. Yeah, there's some good ones. There's a f- there's 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 a few more as well, but I won't I not go through all of them. BMP. I'd like to point out coming in bottom of the list. That's good. Uh, yeah, 510 votes. Oh no that's just bottom of the list that Wikipedia bothers to give you because it doesn't give you parties under five hundred votes. That's disappointing. I'll have to look up the full results sometime to see the really minor ones that got less than 500, 500 votes. They're real good mm-hmm. fun. But yeah, so um ahead of the next batch of election, um which is due to be held on the sixth of May, um, a couple of slightly more substantial ready. minor parties have popped up. So just to talk about the yes. um, what the elections are first of all. So mm-hmm. there's 145 local councils in England, which is two years worth of English local elections uh, because we didn't have any last year. Uh, around 5,000 seats in all. There's 13 directly elected metro mayors as they're called, 39 police and crime commissioners in England and Wales, the Scottish Parliament, the Welsh Parliament, the London Assembly, as well as the London Mayor, and a by-election. For the uh, UK Parliament constituency of Hartlepool, so it's actually quite a sizeable round of elections.
1: Yes, it's a it's sort of a super local elections. It's not like the local elections that yeah. happen every year that are just for councils. There's there's a beefed up local elections because we're having to do two years in one because of the pandemic, cancelled last year's, and all of these other extra elections to so two yeah. different parliamentaries, two different parliaments, the Scottish and the Welsh are having. Two of the three parliaments on these islands yeah. um, Plus the London Assembly uh, And the London Assembly And one seat in the British Parliament Yeah, So it's quite yes. a big set of elections it's
0: quite, quite important, I don't think it's really had The sort of Impact of sort of commensurate With its importance um, mm. I haven't
1: Compared for example to the European Elections in 2019 which were treated as very Important even though Yeah they were elections to a parliament much. we were about to be leaving
0: um, Yeah <laughs> Yeah no, I think, I think there's, there's often a disconnect between the importance of local um, elections and the actual coverage they are given. I mean, it, it's important to note that the vast majority of sort of your everyday interactions with government are going to be with your local government rather than mm. any sort of national um, government on any level. Because, you know, most of the things that happen in your life that require government intervention, you know, the maintenance of roads, um, bin collections, you know, it sounds silly, but, you know, most of the sort of everyday public services that we use are funded and maintained by local government. Um, and so it is a real problem, I think, that there's such a disconnect between how important we think of them and how important they really are. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what was turnout out at the, the last, last local elections in 2019, which are obviously um, a different set from what's happening here and doesn't include um, the Welsh and Scottish Parliaments, but the the turnout was um... yeah, I think it's quite hard to
1: measure given that it's so many different but the uh, yeah so the electoral
0: commission um, says that the turnout in 2018 which they do have a turnout figure for was um thirty four point ah. seven so, percent you know just over a third of the population, so it's really low um, even even compared with sort of you know fairly low turnouts across the board um, it, it's it's pretty pretty poor anyway, so local elections coming up we're going to talk about um some new parties yes it very exciting. Party. Love it's exciting party. it's party time yeah <laughs> so um there are there are two in particular we want to talk about um today that's the northern independence party and the alba party mm-hmm. um so let's start with the northern independence party because they were founded first they were founded in october 2020 by philip proudfoot mm-hmm. um and every time I read that name, I always think of the Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh, I'm glad it's not just me. That's exactly what I think of every time. The I Hobbit shouting, proud
0: feet! Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Bilbo pluralizes Proudfoot to Proudfoots, because it's a proper name. Yes. And they're like,
0: proud feet! <laughs> yeah. So, I, um, I'll um, have to... Have, if I ever am in a position to ask Philip Proudfoot, I will ask him how he wishes his surname to be pluralised on the one. occasion we might have yeah. to talk about multiple proud, foot, yeah. m- multiple proud foot persons. But yeah, so it was founded in October 2020. So it's been around a little while, but it really sort of burst onto the scene, um, a sort of March time, yes. I would say, uh, end of February, beginning of March, um, in the run up to the Hartlepool by election. Yes.
1: partly because, so they'd, they'd existed for a while as a party trying to build up sort of steadily. Um, And then this by-election drops in their lap. So they decide, right, well, we're going to have to stand a candidate then. And jumped on it, and it's given them a much bigger platform and made them sort of become
0: this sensation. Although, in actual fact, technically speaking, the candidate that they are standing in Hartlepool is not their candidate because they didn't get their um, registration application to the Electoral Commission in on time. Yes, because they're such a new party (laughs) Um, that
1: a member of their party is standing as an independent endorsed by the party, but technically they're not registered as a Northern Independence Party candidate. Yeah. Thelma Walker, I think her name is.
0: That is indeed her name. Thelma Walker who was um, Member of Parliament for Colm Valley Yeah, she's an ex-Labour Party MP. 2017 and 2019. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a steal of,
1: for them to get someone who actually was an elected Member of Parliament for the Labour Party. She left the Labour Party
0: in um, November 2020, just after the founding of yeah. IP. Um uh, She resigned on on the evening after Keir Starmer declined to return the whip to Jeremy Corbyn. Um, And she she later said that she left partly because of that, um, and partly because she had um, concerns about the party's positions on schools opening during COVID, Mm -hmm. and on the covert human intelligence sources bill, or the spy cops bill, that has also been sort of labelled in the press. Which, you know, I think we've all got concerns about that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Despite the fact that its name sounds rad.
0: It kind of does. It kind of does. But I mean, yeah, there's, there's, she's she's sort of a, le- a lefty, lefty Labour, yes, Um absolutely. MP, um, turned Northern Independence Party candidate. I'm not sure she yes. was ever in the campaign group, um, but she's sort uh, of, I'm not sure. I don't think she was, but she she was sort of on the sort of on the left sort of side of the party, yeah. even if not quite on the radical edge. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of where the Northern Independence Party are pitching themselves. They're, they're pitching themselves as they call it, they call themselves democratic socialists, but what they really mean by that, I think, is social democrat which is this sort of thing where l- lately you know the the term the term social democrat you know in the yes. you know 1900s originally meant you know marxist. you were a, a marxist yeah. um you know the, the the lenin was a member of the a founding member of the russian social democratic yeah, the, party. the bolshevik um, the
1: bolsheviks and the Mensheviks are two groups that split from what, what yeah, was the social democratic the party
0: yeah um and then it became sort of synonymous with sort of revisionism yes so um, it's,
1: it's sort of the term social democrat has been co-opted into meaning really sort of li- basically a kind of liberalism without a commitment to civil liberties <laughs> um but mostly operating through the vehicle of formerly socialist and labor parties throughout europe and um, so people consequently people use the term democratic socialist to sort of stake out the territory that used to be called social democratic in order to make it
0: Back in, the, back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. The, the,
1: the the new meaning of social democrat is not what they're referring to, to make it clear that they are specifically referring to um, this kind of particular form of left-wing policy.
0: Anyway, we're getting into the...
1: Yeah. This is a this is a long-running and complex argument. But the point being that the Northern Independence Party are, broadly speaking, pitching themselves to the left yeah. of the Yeah, and I Kier think Vietnam it's fair to process. say that
0: most of their support so far has come from people who were... Um, Enthusiastic members of the Corbyn Project who have become disillusioned by the Rightward drift yeah. under Starmer's leadership I think
1: partly the reason why they've been able to Take off in the way that they have is because so a pro- One of The problems that comes with many minor parties Is that because they're not anywhere near Power they therefore don't attract People with the kind of skills That would be needed to Have an effective operation Because people that have that kind of That training and that That kind of talent tends to go to parties that have more of a chance of winning. The Northern Independence Party sort of got round that because a whole generation of talented and activists who now have experience from the last five years and have sort of trained in the skills of running a political organisation who are now, some of them very disillusioned with the Labour Party, some of them kicked out of the Labour Party, are up for grabs. And the Northern Independence Party's kind of gone, well, we'll have you, you know, you can come here. And... <laughs> And so they've got this- they've had this influx of members, many of whom are seasoned political activists, with the kind of skills that you need to run an effective operation. A lot of that's what happened to the SNP as well, the, the, when- with the big shift towards the SNP, it was because huge sort of sections of the- of the grassroots of what made the Labour Party a real force in Scotland just transferred to them, so they had all of those resources, all of those human resources, all of that talent, just switched wholesale from one party to another. That's not happened on the same scale with the Northern independence party anywhere near, but that, I think a similar no, I mean it's occurring. happened
0: a lot. It's happened a lot online, I think. Yeah. So and partly that's
1: by necessity though, isn't it? It's just because it's the middle of a pandemic.
0: But I, I think also a lot of the types of people who were involved in the Corbyn project somewhat more tangentially and weren't as baked into the labor party apparatus have sort of, because they aren't, don't have so much loyalty to the labor party as an institution. Um, it's those kinds of people who have gone over to the Northern Independence Party in droves. Yeah, yeah. And that's driven this kind of online feedback loop where they've become extremely sort of memeable, really. Yeah. They, they have entered the zeitgeist as this kind of meme, They're, Yeah, um, and they also, which they has got spread very rapidly on, on Twitter. They've
1: got an extremely good online game, right? They they give, yeah, they give a good absolutely. online game in a way that the Labour Party sort of doesn't. Yeah, they get <laughs> they, it. They
0: get it. Yeah, yeah. They, they get it. I mean, it was founded by an inter- international development studies lecturer, Philip mm-hmm. Bradford, is uh, at the University of Sussex, which, last I checked, wasn't in the north. <laughs> he is yeah, he's from, from County, the north, he's from yeah. County Durham. <laughs> yeah, but he he, he lives and works in Sussex. He's not proper northerner. Well, I'm from further a north. Point, though, is
1: this is a, um, a, I suppose so am I actually. Um, you this go. is a point that this is part of the point that they are making is that we can it's just sort of seen as normal in this country that young people from the north always or very nearly always end up moving south for career reasons Mm -hmm. because that's where all the opportunities are and that's not so in every country and it's something that we shouldn't yeah i mean i don't
0: think that's just true of the north i mean i have i've i was born and sort of raised in hampshire which is one of the one of the home counties don't you know but um but it's true. It's true there as well. You know, people move to London, yeah, from, you know, and, and don't come back. And you know, now I live in Bath, and it's even more true here. Absolutely. Um, you know, in the West Country. You know, the, the West Country. In fact, Cornwall being you know the poorest county in mm-hmm. England. You know, it's extremely true of parts of the West Country. Possibly even more true than it is of parts of the North. That the, the sort yeah. of drain from all regions of the country into the centre into London, London and which the has become this little of ring chugging right around London, the commuter belt. So. Yeah, which is you know London, all but name yeah. these days.
1: The Northern Independent Party's sort of response to that, I imagine, would be that Cornwall has an independence movement.
0: It does. Which, which they support. Yes, they, they're they good friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe on count. Although the, the broader West Country doesn't, which That's I think, true. you know... And they they say shame. that if one emerged, yes. then they would support I, I'm going the start, I think. Uh, yeah. I'm going yeah, to go back to the old borders of, of, of Wessex and uh, Dimonion, <laughs> yeah. so so d- which, d- we which means we could bring Hampshire with us, which means we could save Southampton. The
1: state that they want to create in the north of England... The north of what we now call yeah. England, they want yes. to call it Northumbria yeah. after the Anglo-Saxon kingdom. Yeah. So I yeah. suppose which is great, and I love you know, a Cascade of you know a Wessex independence movement and well, a Mercia. Well,
0: yeah. there is a Wessex, there is a Wessex Regional party, but they take a rather narrow view of what Wessex yes, constitutes, sort of which Wilkeshire, doesn't include Dorset, much of Hampshire
1: rather than Wessex. Yeah, yeah,
0: which I mean Wessex, Wessex as a, as, a, as a sort of Saxon kingdom was was founded in in, in Dorset, um, right? Yeah, probably probably its original sort of centre was in Dorchester. And then, um, but it also had, um, uh, you know, along the northern edge of the Thames Valley in Oxford, mm-hmm. Oxfordshire, um, Hampshire, of course, um, Wiltshire. So it, it it really was 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 sort of all of the southwest of England bar Cornwall, which was independent, and Devon, which for a time was part of the same kingdom yeah. as, as
1: Cornwall. But people in until, Cornwall until often got to you talk people in Cornwall. They they talk about the English, meaning not yeah. Cornwall.
0: Oh. I mean, Ca- Cornwall, in terms of its ethnic ancestry, is not particularly English. Neither, to be fair, is most of England. Um, well, that's <laughs> good point, yeah. most, most, most of, of the English population is, is, you know, descended from Celtic groups that were assimilated by, uh, you know, Saxon and Anglish and Jutish and various other Germanic yeah. mi- migrating groups, but they, you know. And of course, the uh, we North American. Yeah, we well. yeah, 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 absolutely later on.
1: So, or, um, or the idea of an Anglo-Saxon England and then a Celtic, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales is a massive... Yeah, yeah I mean, place. Cumbria
0: and um, what is now sort of the area around oh. Glasgow um, were part of a single kingdom called Strathclyde well into the medieval period. Um, and and the people of Cumbria are Celtic, you know. in well, it's Cumbria of their as in you can Cumbry, hear it. the Welsh word for Wales. Exactly, and you can hear it in the in the accent, Yeah. Right? In, in West Country accents, in Cumbrian accents. Um, I think, it's, I've it's been even told, true... I'm
1: not quite sure about this one, but I've been told that the wall in Cornwall is the same as the whirl in Wales. That is correct, yes. Uh, It it comes from
0: the uh, Anglo-Saxon wealas, which means foreigners. Which is the (laughs) Um, so Wales Wales just means
1: Wales being land of the foreigners, but their word for it is Cymru, which is um, our country, fellow country people. It means the Mm. opposite. Wales and Cymru. And
0: Cornwall means Cornish foreigners. Oh, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it means it comes from the Cornii, who were the tribe that lived there during the Roman occupation. Mm -hmm. And and we're we'll ask the same word for the, as well. So it just means Cornish foreigners. yeah. Um, <laughs> which well, we you know, need, we need an East Anglian independent as well. You, mm, yeah, I mean, do you want to though? Do, do you want Essex, <laughs> Cambridgeshire, Norfolk, and Suffolk? Do you want to live in that yeah, country? Right. <laughs> <Do> you, <laughs> no, not does really. it. <laughs> um, it sounds horrific. It <laughs> um, yeah.
1: So this is, but, this um, is the thing. Yeah. Of the, I suppose what makes uh, the idea of a Northern Independence Party different and arguably make more sense is that there is a political (laughs) distinction between the fact that the north overwhelmingly about 75 percent of the time votes for a different party than what they end up being governed by at the national level so that's the that's the kind of the basis of the argument for Mm -hmm. scottish independence is that scotland always votes for a different party to england but then they get a different government imposed on them and that that applies just as much to the north of england arguably Um, because i suppose a a way to put the case for northern independence i haven't decided i support it by the way i'm being very positive about it I'm just trying to put out the case as I've had it described to me. Mm. um, Is that Scottish independence, as it's been taking off over the last five, ten years, most of the arguments for why Scottish independence could make sense apply just as much, if not more, to the North of England, basically. That is very
0: much how I've heard it framed as well. And then the the Northern Independence Party has advisors who used to work for the SNP. So they're obviously looking to the SNP as a sort of strategic Mm -hmm. model. Um, And there's um, an element in my mind that goes... My preferred solution
1: is a federal socialist republic covering the whole line. Of course. Um, but if we can't capture the British state and reorganise the constitution along those lines, mm. then it's... I, th- I think the idea that some section of the British left will aim in a different direction and try to put their energy into breaking the whole thing up and having an independent Scotland, a United Ireland, an independent Northumbria, and Wales, uh, maybe London as a city-state or whatever, as another way... To get rid of this British state, so I want to replace the British state with another better Britain. But if that's that's one angle of attack for how you could change things for the better, but another way is to like how Scandinavia used to be one country, but then it broke up into these different countries that are all more progressive than the original. Yeah, that you could do that with the UK as well. That we could be we could be multiple different nation states on all on good terms with each other. And all of them much more progressive than the the, the UK. I mean, the thing succeeded.
0: is, in, you still at that point are left with the problem of those successor states would probably not be socialist in a meaningful sense. So, as a socialist, you would probably still then have to try and capture the machinery of the individual yeah. states mean, to turn them into sort of socialist. Certainly, it wouldn't be federation, whatever situation model you prefer.
1: But I think there's an argument to be made that it would be better, right, <laughs> and more democratic, right, and so therefore, and therefore. And specifically pushing power towards the because there, there are large areas of Britain that consistently vote for really quite left wing positions, I and mean, even we, we have this discourse about the Red Wall, but the North of England still voted pretty overwhelmingly for the twenty nineteen Labour manifesto, um, mm-hmm. just as they do at pretty much every election, and that's just overwritten by the fact by the, our constitutional setup, the fact that huge areas of Britain, yeah. most of Britain by land area, uh, consistently votes. For within the framework of a democratic, sort of liberal capitalist country, quite left wing positions, and it's just erased by the way our constitutional system is set up. So, it, I mean, you, the same is even true of London. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It it wouldn't yeah. be the victory. It wouldn't be you know, hooray, we've ended capitalism. It's great. Now we have a prosperous socialist society, but it would um, it would remove many of the. It could arguably remove many of the most. Problematic constitutional ba- barriers to having that fight on a more on a basis that is more favourable to a left wing position, which is the the fundamental weirdness of the British constitution.
0: The argument is 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 somewhat similar to the argument for Scottish independence. Um, I suppose I suppose the slight difference is um, S- Scottish independence has an existing constituency, um, so 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 trying to convince a majority of Scottish people to vote for independence is is, is a sort of is is a proposition that's within reach um you know at the moment you know the polls are hovering around you know around 50 50 with independence usually getting a slight edge um that might change in a campaign of course but it's certainly a plausible outcome when it comes to Wales, that's just not the case you know welsh people don't want independence or polling suggests and i think again with the north of england um what polling there is and there hasn't been too much suggests that there just isn't that constituency there so the question is is can this party be the force that creates that constituency?
1: So it'd be interesting to see how has that changed over Scotland's history over the last maybe half century. Was it the case? It has changed fairly significantly. And the SNP existed with a few MPs and as a sort of a minor party, but a force in British politics, not a big force in British politics, but a really existing thing that would tend to hover around about five MPs for decades. And... I, I'm not quite sure, but I imagine that uh, throughout a lot of the period of time where the SNP were a major third party in Scottish politics, the independence yeah, a so I minority mean, position, the
0: polling that we have is limited. Mm-hmm. If you go back to say, it's been hovering around fifty-fifty, you know, it, it, between sort of between sort of forty-sixty and 60 40 mm-hmm. so broadly around the fifty-fifty mark, um, since at least the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. If you go back before that, most polling seems to be seems to be rather than saying independence or no, you've got this third option for devolution because of course devolution hasn't mm. happened yet. So that sort of scrubs the data; it makes the data a bit unreliable. Right, but if right. you, I mean, if you just sort of take the simple option and just remove the issue of devolution polling and look at, um, you know, status quo versus independence, it's about the same. Um, you know, they're, 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 they they get about the same kind of, you know, be- between twenty and thirty percent each of those positions. Right. Yeah. And I think most people will accept that devolution while devolution was clearly the most popular option throughout the 70s and 80s, it didn't really work. It didn't really solve the problems that it was meant to solve.
1: No, what it did do was massively amplify the independence position as a political... I think board. even
0: further back, I think, Scotland was a fairly happy member of the Union in say, the 19th yeah, century. Um, certainly they were full and enthusiastic partners in the empire. Um, mm. And indeed... Well, it's, it's hard to
1: say back then because, um, because of the lack of universal suffrage, right? It's hard to say what ordinary... That is true. That. I mean... Yeah, so it's in, in the, the 1974 general elections is sort of when the SNP break into Westminster for the first time uh, in, a, in a real way. Like, they have seven MPs in the February election and 11 in the October election. And it's sort of... So from the mid-70s mm. onwards, the SNP are a major third party within the Scottish yeah. context. Um, and that's significantly before independence became uh, uh, and something which hovered around maybe... It being a majority position, being within striking distance, and the existence mm. of the SNP as an organised political party arguing for that, it, I dare say, is a um, is a major factor in what made in making the argument for the independence position, and that has made it into the, uh, as popular a position as it is now. So the northern, northern uh, an independent Northumbria, even in the wildest dreams of the NIP, is not going to be happening anytime soon. But if they get to the position of maybe having five to ten MPs. And then over a period of twenty years, they then use that as now that they're a major force in British politics, and they're coming second in other seats all over the place. So they have to be put on leaders' debates and stuff, and then they can make the case and con- and build that constituency.
0: I think it's not but a. I mean, for the SNP, impossible... that process took forty years. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it took forty years from their founding mm. in nineteen thirty-four for them to get a decent number of MPs in Parliament, and it took then took another twenty-five. It's extremely unlikely, unlikely that propaganda. there's
1: going to be an independent Northumbria before long. But I think it is possible that the Northern Independence Party could become a real... Do you think it could happen more quickly than that? Do you you, you think it would take 40
0: years, Or do you think it could happen on
1: a a quick attack? I suppose it could. I think it's quite unlikely. I think it's quite unlikely to happen anyway. Um, But I think it could, right? It's
0: not a... No, I I, I certainly don't think so. I certainly think it's worth taking seriously. Um, But I, 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 I think... If this, if it took the SNP 40 years to make any, any significant headway in Westminster context, um, I, the question it seems to me is, can the Northern Independence Party do it more quickly than that? Because minor parties tend to burn out quite quickly. They don't tend to have the staying power. Um, and I think it seems to me that if they don't start making some hmm. progress in a tangible way quite soon, they're likely yeah. to flag. And become one of these sort of perennial mm. minor parties like, like the SDP or the Christian yeah. Democrats or whatever the nonsense I is. mean, there are many, so many that's parties that try to do the same thing and failed and become one of yeah. these thousand times. I players. mean, there's a Northeast party that wants a regional assembly for sort of... Uh, like County Durham um, and, and, you know, and Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle in the area around there, yeah. There's the Yorkshire Party, which used to be called Yorkshire First, that once one for Yorkshire. Again, those have both been around since the mid-2010s, mm. and they haven't really gotten very many places. I remember the Yorkshire First Party, um, when that first came in, people were quite excited about that. Um, I don't think Twitter was quite the, the machine it is now, mm-hmm. so it didn't quite go viral in the same way. But but people were excited about the y- Yorkshire Party. They didn't get, like, several thousand
1: members. No, I mean, the, the, the Northern Independence
0: either. Party has, has sort of appeared at this point at what is a sort of a perfect moment for yeah. them, at this point where Labour's gone from being a fairly left-wing party to a sort of more centrist one, and a lot of people are disillusioned. Yes. I think that there is a there is a
1: moment after sort of the, the Labour internal civil war flared up enormously after Corbyn's uh, suspension, and then readmission, and then re-suspension mm. and whatever mm-hmm. happened there. Um, there is yeah, a moment, a sort of a window, where someone could try to set up a party to the left of Labour. The problem is that in first past the post, it would probably not get anywhere, the one sort of consistent loophole in the fact that First Post, the Post locks out third parties appears to be regional parties, which do sometimes yeah. are able to carve out a niche for them. So I think it would be interesting mm. if we end up in a situation where there is a party running to the left of Labour, which has to be taken seriously, which is on the ballot for about a third of the whole English population. And maybe it has one or two Definitely. MPs within five years or something. Yeah. It, they'll they'll and certainly, we, certainly have some yeah. councillors, I think.
0: I mean, the North East Party has three councillors, the Yorkshire Party has seven, right, so... Yeah. Um, I think a few, a few councillors is, is pretty likely uh, you know, and probably more than that given they're standing over a wider area and as you say they've got more members mm. um, I, mean, the, I suppose the, the question is, is do you think they have any chance in Harlepool?
1: Uh I think it's very unlikely that they'll win the Harleypool by-election I don't think it's completely outside the bounds of possibility because of the number of parties that are running so you could have a, like a three or four way split of the vote such that they wouldn't actually have to get that many votes in order to top the poll I still think it's very, very unlikely, but it's not completely impossible. I don't think there was a um, the only constituency polling on it put them um, it in
2: fourth
0: Yeah, but uh, quite a different one. one. Yeah, um, you're talking Conservatives on forty nine, Labour on forty two, Northern Independence Party on two, and then everyone else on about yeah, one. Yeah, they'd, they'd
1: be relying on a Conservative Labour Reform UK, which is the, the Brexit Party, three way split, and for them to for the Northern Independence Party to make that a four way split. So that they could maybe win yeah. the election on twenty percent of the vote. Which doesn't seem like that's what's happening.
0: No, there hasn't been a poll in tw- in twenty days. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we don't really know exactly if things have changed, but
1: so I think it's possible. I think more likely um is that they will is that this will have been a good sort of a place for them to get media exposure and for them to show themselves that they yeah. are a real party that actually stands in elections, not just a Twitter account. Even if they don't win. And it's very unlikely they'll win.
0: They aren't contesting the mayoralties uh, in in the northern. They are. Uh, or they are the, the sort of metro mayors that are up for election. They right. are not. Um, I think because they just didn't have the infrastructure in place in time. Mm. Um, but they, yeah, they aren't contesting those. And they do have a full manifesto so now as well. They, they, oh, do they? they, they, they? I, haven't actually, I haven't actually read that. Yet.
1: Yeah, I actually haven't read it either. I just, I, I just saw like earlier. T- I just I, it just compl- so happens that I've been reading about them recently. Um, yeah, There's the the other elements of them is the is their kind of um, I suppose we sort of touched on it when we said about how they have a really good social media game, but they're quite a, a term that I've heard them use quite a lot is um, we're joking but we're serious, right? So they they include lots of sort yeah. of elements of humor in their um, in their communication stuff, uh, mm. but also they're a serious party. They really do want to do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do yeah. have a full manifesto. Yeah. I've just found it online. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the the um, that. The titles to the sections are forward. We are our values, our local policies, our national policies, our vision for an independent North, and then frequently asked questions. So it seems like they've thrown it together pretty quickly, but it is a manifesto.
0: And when they first launched, they were sort of accused by some people as being very patronising. Um, yeah, it sort know, of doesn't. They, they were sort of established by a bunch of kind of left-wing academic types. I mean, their, their founder was a university lecturer. Um, they've got the whip it on the logo, which I must admit, when I first saw that, I thought, really. I think it's- it's a misunderstanding of the joke. I
1: think. I think they're saying this is what well, I think it is think meant to, of to kind north, of be a joke. So we're taking the piss out of southerners yeah. Who think that that's what the north is.
0: I do kind of get that. It. Yeah, I think it has also put the backs up of some labour types who aren't, but they probably won't vote for them anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, what, yeah, what, what I mean, does it matter I mean, if you alienate people who won't vote for you anyway? Point. I suppose. Um, yeah, they
1: they had their um, they released their the uh, map of where their members are and where their members are from, and it is overwhelmingly clustered in the actual north of England. So it's not yeah. people; yeah. it is northern taking yeah. nick out of themselves. Yeah.
0: No, I, I I can't decide where I stand mm. on it all,
1: even after this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. With you. Well, basically, I I um, don't really have much of a position on it either. I think that it, it sort of doesn't matter to no, me. No. You know, I don't live in any place where they're standing candidates. Um, but I think it's interesting, right? And I'm curious to see where it goes. Yes, I think that yeah definitely uh, it,
0: it, I want them to do well I think them doing well could be a good thing, yeah, and I also just kind of wanted them to do well for the sort of cane of it
1: I mean they seem basically like it's being run by people who are doing it for the right reasons, and you know and in the upcoming local elections, I haven't decided whether I'm going to be voting labor or not if the if there was a if there if I was in a place where there was a northern independence party candidate standing in my council they they would be. Among the set of candidates that yeah, I would be considering, I like I, for go it. For I've I mean, I'm in an ultra safe Labour ward with the Greens a different, distant second, so I sort of have a bit more freedom to. Yeah, to I mean, I say I live, I live in Bath. So
0: it's very, it's very um live right, yeah. around here.
1: Um, I would before I would never even consider voting for anyone other than Labour if it was under Corbyn. But um, but no, they and even after, even when Kistama became leader, I was still thinking I'm still going to enthusiastically <laughs> vote Labour, and then they've just so completely. Yeah. Messed everything up, <laughs> and just so it much It does seem to sort expecting.
0: of been a deliberate policy to alienate all the people that you know are like the most committed to supporting them. Um, yeah,
1: and is that the way to win an election? To deliberately kind of try to get rid of your own most enthusiastic supporters? No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, look, look at look how far down the deposit yeah. are. I mean,
0: you should be twenty points yeah. ahead by now. Yeah, like, come on. Are you winning, some It's
1: um, uh, meme. Of, um, you know the, the the drawing of the dad coming into the room and his sons playing video games. He says, "Are you winning, some? Oh you're twenty points ahead yet, son. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. So should we talk about the other um uh, new political yes. party that we wanted to discuss, which was the Alba Party. Al- I mean, again in the tradition of going back to old names, you know, you've got yeah. Northumbria, the sort of sort of old English party. you know, term for the area, and now now you've got the Alba Party, Pickling which is the party. No, it's it's good. The name. Anyway, nothing else yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good name. Um so uh, cards on the table. Um the split in the SNP which precipitated the um, creation of the Alba Party, was a split between the Sturgeonite wing um, and the Salmondite wing. The Salmondite wing is horribly transphobic and the official Alba Party sort of platform appears to be you know, we think trans people are evil, so I hate their guts for that reason. Obviously, um, so I'm not really capable of being impartial on this one. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, oh, it's, fuck it's, it's, this it's, it's, lot! It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> you know, all all UK political parties have like a sizable contingent of turfs in them. Unfortunately, I don't know whether the Northern Independence Party do, but they probably will if they're not careful. Um, but Alba appear to be like the official like turf plus Scotland. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, uh, but that aside, so basically what happened was, um, Alex Salmon was accused uh, trigger warning for this bit by the way, for sexual assault, Alex Salmon was accused um, by several uh, women um, very credibly of multiple sexual assaults, he was found not guilty um, on most of the accounts, and I think not proven on one or two of them, which is this particular Scottish ver- verdict, which means we fucking know you did it, but we can't prove it so, on the basis of this, he's declared himself sort of vindicated, which he clearly wasn't, right? He was found not guilty on most of the accounts, and not proven on a couple of others, which basically means that, like, there wasn't enough evidence to have him banged to rights, but it does, by no means does it mean that he didn't do it. Um, but he's d- declared himself vindicated. Anyway, then there was this massive investigation into how Nicola Sturgeon and the Scottish Government handled the allegations, because she was alleged to have not handled them properly. for um, Various reasons. Anyway, that, um, there were two inquiries actually one that was run um independently and one that was run by the scottish parliament they came back with opposing um results the sc- the, the sort of independent one said that she hadn't done anything wrong but the one that was controlled by the scottish parliament and had some sort of, sort of salmon's allies on it um, unsurprisingly decided that she had um, and anyway all of this contributed to a big fuse between the two of them and resulted in a formal split um in february of this year um, and on the 26th of March, Alex Salmond announced that he'd join, officially announced he'd joined the party and would become the new leader um, after several weeks of discussions. And I think two SNP members of parliament, uh, Neil Harvey and Kenny McCaskill, have formally defected. Um, and I don't know about MSPs. I think it um, doesn't any MSPs. No, none yet. of the MSPs. None of the MSPs have defected yet, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, there was some sort of sort of there was some polling back in July twenty twenty, which suggested that about forty percent of the SNP's voter base would prefer to back a pro independence party led by Salmond rather than the SNP. But obviously that was before the party was actually founded, so that's mm. dubious. You know, take that with a take that with a I mean, that's the probably not going to mean that forty percent um, of the voter base exactly. Will um, so yeah, there's a bunch of interesting people involved in this. So there's Tommy Sheridan who used to be. A Scottish Socialist Party co-convenor who is convicted of perjury, um, and he w- and he's now joined the party. There's a former professional boxer. Um, there's been talk that um, George Galloway would join, although I don't think he has yet. Yeah, yeah, maybe he yeah, will. It, that makes so um, much sense. <laughs> it's very George yeah, Galloway does. feel to this whole thing. Uh, here's uh, here's a trigger warning for um, discussion of sexual assault against children. But the uh, during the ALBA Party's Women's Conference. The Central Scotland candidate Margaret Lynch was reported to have claimed the Scottish government was funding LGBT rights groups that wanted to lower the age of consent to 10 years old. One of the groups that was accused of this was Stonewall. Needless to say, neither Stonewall there. nor any other LGBT rights group has been advocating for this. It's a load of bollocks. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynch also clarified her comments in an article in The Times, when uh, which she also claimed that trans rights would allow access to um, women's spaces by sexual predators. Um and then repeated her original accusation in *The Scotsman*. Anyway, so you know her earlier clarification was pointless. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a mess.
1: It is a bit, a bit of, of a mess. mess. It's never a good way to start a political party. It's because you were kicked out of a previous political party for sexually assaulting people. <laughs> it's not you're not doing it yes, for the right reasons. Quite. And that kind of original sin
0: is going no. to poison the <laughs> movement very likely. Yeah, I mean it is a bit of a personality yeah. cult, I think. Someone, someone. You know, people have described it as being sort of Trumpian, and I think that's, you know, true in the sense of that it, 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 the movement is mainly based around Alex Salmon mm. as a personality, and it doesn't really have much depth to it beyond that. Um, the split within the SNP was mainly based on yeah. personalities. It was people who liked Alex Salmon versus people who didn't, who tended to side with Sturgeon as, you know, someone a bit more mm. sane. Um, Arguably one of the so, most
1: yeah. competent political actors in British oh, politics. yeah, like I think without a
0: doubt, yeah. She makes everyone else look like mm. they don't know what they're doing because yeah. they don't. It is quite um, a low bar.
1: We have a really poor
0: calibre of political class. Oh yeah, that I mean she's not she's not part. brilliant by any stretch of the imagination. She's made a lot of mistakes herself, but um, just far fewer mm. than anyone else. So she looks really good by yeah. comparison.
1: So an argument that I've heard um, for yeah. the Arab party is it's um, a particular kind of tactical voting that only makes sense in the context of the Scottish parliamentary electoral system. Because it has these two votes, right? You vote for a constituency and for a regional vote. So you have a party list and for individual (laughs) candidates. And that in this kind of broadly proportional system, it's quite difficult, therefore, to have... If you have one main independence party, the SNP, it's quite difficult to get a majority of pro-independence MSPs in the parliament because of the way the electoral system is set up. It's very difficult for one party to get a majority. So if you have a situation where mm. you have two different pro-independence parties, obviously the, the Scottish Greens and the Scottish Socialists are both pro-independence as well, so this is kind of where this argument falls apart. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so th- this is a problem with the, the argument, yeah. but, 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 but do finish. Um, the argument is that it can be a better tactical vote to vote SNP with, on one of your votes and the, and Albert on another one of your votes and then you're more likely to get a pro-independence yeah. majority in the parliament. Now, partly this is yeah. not in the I spirit mean, this of is the, explicit. the reason the electoral system is like that, is to make it proportional is to make it more difficult to game the system in this way. Yeah. So they're try- they're specifically, they set up the yeah. electoral system for it to, to make it fairer, and they're trying to get around that yeah. to deliberately make it unfair I mean, people,
0: people will always try to game these systems, to be fair you know, I don't necessarily blame yeah, someone for trying yeah, to yeah, game yeah, the system in order to get what they think is best yeah, yeah, for the absolutely. country um, um you know you know but but yeah and uh, the more talked this, um, yeah, exactly. this is the explicit Scottish yeah exactly the explicit argument of the Alba party you know what you've just described is actually their expressed tactic mm. like they aren't standing in the constituencies they are only standing candidates for the list yeah so the, the seats. point is that, that so they So get... they aren't they ha there's no way they can split the constituency vote because they aren't standing yeah, so
1: in the if compared to your
0: uh,
1: compared to your list vote you get so if you if you get l- not very many constituency MPs because your support isn't concentrated in the right way, but you do actually have quite a big overall vote share, something like, like UKIP back in their heyday in Britain got basically no MPs, even mm-hmm. though like 12% of the country voted for them. So the way the Scottish system works is that the party list system sort of tops it up for if you get disproportionately few constituency seats, it gets topped up by the party list vote. And that doesn't happen... If you do get a lot of constituency seats. So in the constituency part, which basically works along the same lines as First Past the Post, the SNP do very well, because they are so dominant in Scottish politics, uh, they actually get disproportionately a very large number of constituency seats. So it's the other parties that need to be topped up by the list group. Which means that the SNP get very, very few of the list seats, because they already get so many of the constituency seats. And some people in the SNP argue that that's unfair. Even though it's the point of the system, (laughs) right? Which is not. It's supposed to work. Yeah, that's the point. It it is an unfair, but it's a
0: way of them, you know, trying to game it to get more seats.
1: Having a different pro independence party run on the list seats, so that that is not the SNP. So technically, they will they sort of get this double vote. If you have two parties that are basically the same, one of them running on the list and one of them running in the constituencies, then you can sort of game the system and get both. Dominate in the constituency seats and yeah. also get loads so, of top So, I mean, seats. The, the idea of this
0: is obviously to make sure that they get a pro independence majority because Alex Salmond is what you might call a sort of uh, independence kind of hawk, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Mono-mate. I don't know. Right? It's okay. not really the right yeah. term. But he, he <laughs> wants to move forward with independence very quickly, as quickly as possible. Whereas Sturgeon is more on the side of let's plan for this, let's take it slowly, let's yeah. not do anything to because they lost you know, the make ourselves 2014... look bad on the sort of the British stage so that yeah. we. We get independence, remain,
1: and we don't hegemonic in it Scotland, up. and pick your moment. Is is Sturgeon's strategy yeah. basically? Because they lost the twenty fourteen yeah. referendum, um, so they don't want to try for another, and unless yeah. they're pretty. good. Uh, the th- the thing is that
0: Salmon thinks that if by setting up this Alba Party, if as he wants the Alba Party win a whole bunch of seats in the list vote. Um, and the SNP is still win their normal amount in the constituency votes, there'll be such an overwhelming pro independence majority in Parliament that Sturgeon won't have a choice. She'll have to move yeah. forward and then
1: on the, should, the, the argument now, is, the thing is because you've only achieved that sort of, by gaming the system, it sort of doesn't count as a mandate,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean the there's that. But I mean regard. also I think like people have crunched the maths on this and it's just not very likely yeah. to work out like that. ALBA would need to get significantly more votes than they're currently polling for that yeah. to work. The most likely way um, and as you say, there's
1: you know, Sorry, the most yeah. likely way for an independence majority to happen is because the SNP and the Greens exactly right because
0: the, the Scottish Greens have been pro independence for a long time they are a much more established party and they crucially they appeal to people who the SNP yeah. don't necessarily appeal to you know people are going to vote for the Scottish Greens who are sort of left wing whereas the SNP are sort of a centrist party you know you know to the left of center but not by miles to the left
1: of the right? british center so pretty much in the middle of the yeah, scottish
0: spectrum yes yes exactly so, so left wing is a much more likely vote for the Scottish Greens. I can't see them being particularly more likely to vote for Alba No, um, I think that was pretty. So, much putting who putting uh, are Alba's constituencies? Yeah, I mean, Alba's constituency is really the more socially reactionary segment of the current yeah. SNP vote, plus maybe a few old um, sort of socialist party members who have gone the same way mm. as Tommy Sheridan and kind of become these kind of um, spiked yeah, style yeah, totally. like social reactionaries.
1: Yeah, there's a certain. Um, it's, but it's, but a, it's not, a far- no, not much more but than that. it does have some parallels with things, things like Spite, things like George Galloway. Like, yeah. it, it's not a complete, yeah, God, yeah. it's not Galloway. a completely unique institute, uh, um, sort of phenomenon. But it is very unusual, right? It's a, it's a, it's, an, it's yeah. a very eccentric kind of a formation.
0: I mean, at least George Galloway's economic policies are still reasonably Yeah, left-wing, yeah, totally. not as left wing as they used to be, but but whereas Alba, I don't think is. I mean, I don't think they have much of a platform No, it's just, just independence, independence. yeah Tomorrow, please But, like, the, the segment of the SNP that is switching to Alba Are not particularly economically mm. radical So they have their points of comparison with people like Galloway and Spiked But they aren't quite the same, um, I don't think Because they don't have uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, good point They don't really have the vestiges of economic radicalism Which at least those mm. those groups do Although they're subsumed by all of them to this kind of socially reactionary, you know the LGBTs are coming. kind of nonsense. Um, we are though, we right? are coming. By the way, like they're not wrong about that. It's just rude to say it. Um, you know, we are going to trans all your children. Um, it's actually uh, it's actually planned for next Thursday. So I put that in your yeah. calendars. I went to the shops earlier. Uh...
1: Three people got trans whilst waiting in the queue. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's yeah. a pretty good run. <laughs>
0: I'm pleased. I'm glad it's going, it's going well.
1: Oh dear. <laughs> right, so they are polling um, quite badly. Good laugh, haven't you? Like, they're not looking like they're yeah, going to take I, off very much.
0: Yeah, I mean, not brilliantly. I mean, not, not like, totally dire. Let us let me bring up the polling, because I had it up earlier, and I've lost it. Right, so, okay. Graph of opinion poll. I don't have to read off a graph. If you've not got a table, I hate Wikipedia. I'm going to... Oh, there's, there's a main article. Okay, good. Okay, good. Right, so... uh in the constituency um, vote, which is obviously Albert aren't contesting, but it's probably mm-hmm. worth knowing as a baseline, um, the most recent polling um, in the last week or so um, has the SNP... I was sort of like averaging and then rounding in my head here, so do not take these because as a gospel. But in the last week or so, the SNP is, you know, floating around the sort of 47% mark. The Conservatives are somewhere in the sort of... Um, low 20s, uh, 20, 23%, something like that. Labour's at about 20 21%. Lib Dems are on a solid 6%. They've polled 6% in exactly in every poll for mm. the last couple of weeks, in fact, so they're fairly solid on 6 Uh The Greens are looking um, somewhere around maybe 2%. Um, UKIP and the uh, Ref UK party don't appear to be really making any headway. Now, in the regional vote, um, things look a bit different, as you might expect. The SNP is, are looking like they're going to um, get... Something like 37-38%. Um, um, so a bit lower than their constituency vote, but still good. The Conservatives about the same as their constituency vote, in fact, uh, around 22-23%. Labour a little lower than their constituency vote, they're on a solid 17% for the past few polls. Uh, Greens obviously doing much better in the regional vote, as you would expect. because mm-hmm. um, People vote for the Greens because they like them, but they know they can't win a, a specific constituency. Um, they are, they're looking like they're doing about 8-9%, pretty good. Lib Dems are on 5 or 6, so about the same. It's their constituency vote. ALBA um, have fluctuated quite a bit. Um, In the last week or so, um, they've got anywhere between 1% and 6% in the polls. Um, If you sort of take their average over the last couple of weeks, um, they they seem to be averaging maybe around 3%, something like that. Um, And then UKIP, no dice. RefUK, about 1%. And Scottish Socialist Party, uh, no dice in any recent poll. Although, um, apparently, YouGov, which does prompt for them, uh, unlike most of the polls thinks they might get around three mm-hmm. percent but that that data is a bit older because they haven't polled recently um so you know you might let me vary with that but yeah so it, they're looking like you know if i if i'm being you know being optimistic at the top end of their range they're looking at about six percent that's the top end of what they're polling they haven't polled higher than that since they were founded um right, right? Yeah. and that is about the same as the lib dems and several points less than the greens at the sort of lower end of their range, they're doing about the same as RefUK, and sort of in the middle, there there are there are solid sort of what one, two, three, four, five, sixth party. Like they're not, they're not really anywhere <coughs> meaningful.
1: Yeah, a sixth party is in the context of a proportional system not so bad. So th- so is there a um. A threshold in the way the Scottish pr- proportional system works. Sometimes, like in party list things, you have to get over five percent in order to qualify for for list seats. Yeah. Is that how it works? It's been a I'm very long sure. time.
0: It's been a long time since my uh, since my politics level, so I can't actually remember. But let me know. What yeah. Time. What I'm trying to get at is, I um, think is is is, is it pretty likely um, that
1: they'll just get zero seats? Be to be fair, the parties only existed for about a month,
0: so it's possible they could take yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, they're not the election, doing you know terribly. Um, I wouldn't say. Terribly. Um, so these a thing called the De haunt method, which I do for ah. my politics at level. Um, no, I don't think that's a threshold. It doesn't appear to be a threshold. Okay, so, so this it's like, not they like might get like one get seat or something. Or something yeah. yeah, I think they'll probably get a couple of seats. They'll probably get. I mean, how many did the Greens have in the last election? They had five in the last election. I think Alba might get two or three. Hmm. You know, which is not nothing, but I mean, it it's not really going to tip the balance. No,
1: <laughs> the real question. There's a few questions in, the, in the, the Scottish election upcoming, but one of, one of the thing that is not a question is who's going to win, right? The SNP are obviously going to win by a large margin. Yes. The question is the two questions yeah. are, who's going to come second? Is it going to be Labour or the Tories? And are the pro-independence parties going to have a majority or not? Those are the two main yes. questions. And they're pretty kind of up in the air at the moment. No one can could, could really yeah. for sure say that they know.
0: Yeah, but I think, I can... think Alba are not going to change the who comes second. I don't think they're going to no. take votes disproportionately from either the Tories or no. Labour. So I think I don't think that's going to well, change th- at this point. And as for the, the people that are
1: still voting Labour and still voting Tory in Scotland, are people that don't support yeah. independence anyway? Or, 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 or,
0: yeah, certainly, like that isn't a mm. priority. So I just don't see any of them voting for Alba. And as for the question of whether they get a pro-independence majority, I don't think Alba's going to change no. that. The bulk really of it's going to be well, the SNP are going to get meaningful.
1: loads of seats, and then. Uh, will they get a majority on their own, and if not, will the Greens tip them over the edge? Alba maybe yeah. will give them two extra seats. Yeah, but those are going to... Where do yes, those come from? Will they right, be taking regardless. them
0: off of the SNP you know, or off of the Greens? They probably will take them mm-hmm. off the SNP. Because if a new party enters a proportional system, they're going to take the seats off the party, which has the sort of biggest chunk of constituency yeah, yeah. seats. So they're going to take their seats probably off the SNP. So I don't think it's going to make much difference. Yeah, that's by. a very good point. Yeah. Well, apparently Galloway is standing. Uh, he's, he's got a party called All for Unity. Uh, it's a unionist. So it's basically, the unionist. Right. Alba. Okay. Uh, that's that's probably what I meant when I said. Uh, no, he's Scottish He's got that wrong. cuz a name like Dalaway, um, he's made his own alba. Yeah. There's also an, a party called Abolish the yeah, Scottish yeah. Parliament, um, which does what it says on the tin. Yeah. There's a, there's an Abolish the Scottish abolish Libertarian assembly, so. Party. <laughs> Lover, a, love a Scottish libertarian. But what is the point of a Scottish libertarian party? Answers on a postcard, please. I say I do love minor parties, even ones I hate. Right? Like, yeah. like they fascinate me. I want know? to meet the like, people like the who were BN- turning up to meetings when they were
1: parties and see what
0: they're all about. Like, yeah, because they probably yeah. got some kind. Like, of when the BMP were like them. an actual threat in like the you know mid to late two thousands, yeah. they were terrifying. Now they're just like a side concern. Mm-hmm. They fascinate me endlessly. Same with the UKIP. Right now yeah, they've just yeah. become a minor player that doesn't have any like can't really do any damage anymore. Even in the UK's case, cause it's already done all the damage sure. it's going to do, but still. Yeah, slightly unclear what the point of the reform, yeah. of
1: reform UK is. I mean, that yeah, year. that's
0: a very good point as well. I don't really know. All the communists are standing. Yeah, so, um, the parties, so, the parties that are contesting all the regional ballots are the SNP, the Conservatives, Labour, the Greens, Liberal Democrats, Reform UK, um, UKIP, the Scottish Libertarians, ALBA, all for unity, and abortion Scottish Parliament, right? But there are also a number of parties that are standing in some regions, constituencies, not mm. all of them. Um, so here you've got um, uh, there's the TUSC, Trade Union Socialist Coalition, which is the SWP's political front, because um, everyone realized that the SWP were full of rapists, so they decided <laughs> they needed to, to rewrite. Not just the SWP, uh, there's Restore Scotland. Sorry, I'm just doing my best to. A load Trotsky of guys. tiny Trotskyite
1: parties, um, one of which is the SWP. That, that all decide to stand yeah. under the same yeah. banner
0: Trotskyites in some other parts of the world Are fine So if you're listening to this and you're a Trotskyite from like Venezuela yeah. or like New Zealand I've heard the New Zealand oh, Trotskyites are right But British Trotskyites are all yeah, Fucking I scum
1: Organised British Trotskyites are I've met Trotskyites who are in non-specifically Judean people's front style parties Ooh, You've got a little bit like funny in, there Have I? Um, is, is this mm. still coming
0: through clearly? You keep Yeah uh, sort of bitty I can hear you occasionally and then you cut out and then you come ah. back in um, okay well, is your let's see if I'm still I don't going, know, is, your, is your microphone plugged in properly I or
1: I think so I mean uh, looking at my recording um waveform it looks pretty normal so I think maybe it's our connection
0: right it's probably yeah. the connection then then yeah Okay, well, it's probably not a great deal we can do about like that. we we'll soldier yeah. on. anyway.
1: You were saying about so I've met people who are in like various political parties, like in the Greens or in the Labour Party, who describe themselves as Trotskyists, and they seem kind of just normal. They're just far left people, uh, but there is a particular yeah. phenomenon of British um, splintering Trotskyist groups. I mean, that, that, the, the idea that Trotskyist splinter is not unique to Britain, but the idea that um, uh, that it's that that there's this particular pathology to it, where they're they're really just so terrible in so many different
0: ways. Um, It's quite specific to Britain, I think. Yeah. Yeah, So Tusk is... Anyway, so there's the TOC. There's Restore Scotland, which stands for, and I quote, full independence for Scotland from the United Kingdom and the European Union, individual liberty, the sanctity of life, and the health and well-being of the people. So they're probably a Christian front group. Uh, There's Scotty of Future... Um, which um, wants to join the EFTA um, But not not the EU or And to leave the UK wow. um, Which is a centre-left political party That have That's a really sort of Very, Celtic very, very niche symbol. positions
1: uh, Say again? That's very, very niche positions you've got here <laughs> There's loads of... <laughs> You know, there's for people who want Scottish independence yeah. and to leave the EU. Yeah, people that want an independent Scotland but who rejoins the EEA but not rejoin the EU. That has its own party. Like it seems like these should be factions of no, the SNP. I, like the right? I mean, because it's I mean, the no, no, list, right? it. They're I'm only contesting the regional, um, list, so you know, might as well have a go. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that yeah, they exist. I like it. Um, but it it does seem there's, a bit odd. Yeah, it's like, why are these um, people doing this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> there's the Communist Party of Britain, which are contesting two regions and one constituency. They're the Marxist Leninist group. Um, there's the Reclaim p- and the Vanguard Party. They don't have links, so I don't know what they do. There's Independent Green Voice, um, who are a splinter group from the Scottish Greens, mm. one assumes. There's Renew, which is another one of those sort of um, Change UK type things Ugh. that are set up, and for mm. some reason, it's still going. There's the Romp Social Democratic Party. We love them. We love them. They, they there's really the Women's Equality Party, which them. was taken over by Turf, so we now hate them. Um, and then there's the Animal Welfare Party, um who are contesting a single region but no constituencies. The Scottish Socialist Party interestingly is not participating in this election, which is actually for a the first time since it was founded. Probably because they found fa- oh. Yeah, probably because their founder ran off and joined Alba oh, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, do you have anything more you want to say about Alba or am I just going to continue reading off Wikipedia pages to the people? I don't think so.
1: I think I think that's mm. all I have to say on <laughs> Alba. <laughs> Uh, except yeah. for the fact that it's pronounced Alapa. I hope they go down in, in
0: Gaelic. <laughs> except
1: so what, that It's sorry? pronounced like Alapa in, in, yeah. in Scots Gaelic. I don't yeah.
0: speak yeah. Gaelic.
1: So it's saying Alba is very, showing us uh, showing ourselves up as English well, people. <laughs> but it's not, not like what, what, it wasn't already got obvious. Got it, and I guarantee you she doesn't speak yeah, any yeah, Gaelic exactly.
0: either.
1: <laughs> it's not like Welsh where lots of people actually speak it. I mean, there are parts of, particularly in the Outer Hebrides, yeah. there are areas where people do actually speak it. But it's yes. not as widespread. Yeah, I think the Outer Hebrides is the only place yeah, where it's yeah. common,
0: but or the um, Ilin as I they, as they call it in Gaelic, which I, again I'm mm-hmm. probably butchering, but there we go. Right, should we talk a little bit about the sort of elections in general then to wrap yeah, up? I should, I should probably wrap um, up just, just very quickly the, about the Welsh Assembly the elections,
1: the oh sorry, the Welsh Parliament elections, um, because the, the 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 there's a question to be asked about what is at stake in these various elections with the Scottish Parliament because. In the Scottish parliamentary election, it's clear that the SNP were going to win. But the question is, are the pro-independence parties Mm -hmm. going to have a majority or not? And then, to a lesser extent, who's going to come in second place? Mm -hmm. With the Welsh Parliament, the question is, um, partly who will win? Because there is a possibility that the Tories might be the largest party. It's most likely Labour will be the largest party. But there's a possibility, if the vote is split enough, that, um, that the Tories will be the largest party. But very likely, what will happen... Is even if that happens, the government, the government formation will either be a Labour majority government or a Labour-plied coalition. If it's a Labour-plied coalition, then it is there is an outside possibility that we might actually see a Welsh independence referendum. Mm-hmm. Now, that depends how the, mean, it, how the negotiations for the coalition play out. It's possible Plaid won't yeah. push for that because they know they'd lose I
0: mean, Plain is certainly arguing for it um, for quite similar reasons to um, David, David, David. Hello? David. Hello. Yes. Um I'm going to unplug and replug my Wi-Fi router really, because sometimes that helps my connection cuz okay. I really can't. Yeah, hear sometimes it you're out as well. Um yeah, I'm going to try that. Hello. Hello? Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Can you? Hello. Yes, excellent. Greetings. Good, right. You were talking about the possibility of Plaid Cymru forcing a Welsh independence. Yes, I think it's quite unlikely
1: that um, Welsh independence will happen, just because the polling suggests that it's not a very popular position. Um, It's not not Mm. a hugely unpopular position, but it's not a majority position in Wales. Um, So I think if Plaid are smart, they might not push for that in any coalition negotiations but you could see further su- Welsh devolution yes
0: I think that's more likely I'd be surprised if they did because um although they have sort of argued that since the the EU referendum you know Wales deserves another Wales deserves an independence referendum in the same sort of way that the, the SNP have argued the same mm-hmm. for Scotland which I don't think is an unreasonable argument um but uh it, although they have been arguing that support um for independence is, has gone up a little bit but it's still only about a third so no chance of the right. winning. um you know, very little, um, and about twenty five percent of the population um, want to abolish the, mm. the Senate, um, the, the Welsh Parliament entirely. So I think a referendum would probably be risky <laughs> for Plaid. Um, it might end up doing them more harm than good. Um, yeah, I mean, hasn't there been some talk about Plaid not being willing to form a coalition? Oh, I haven't heard about Labour. This. I thought I had. Re- I thought that I had heard of that.
1: Yeah. But in that case, then you—that would be, be the only there, way that you would end up with a non-labour-led a non-labour first minister would be if the Tories were the largest party and Plaid and Labour had a breakdown of coalition talks, or just refused to form a coalition with each other. Yeah, then you could end up. With yeah, so Adam parties.
0: Price, the leader of Plaid Cymru, uh, said in March that they will not be a junior partner in coalition with Labour. Um, so it depends what they mean by that. Do they mean they will not join a coalition with Labour where Labour is the largest party, in which case Labour will struggle to form a government? Or do they mean they want serious concessions such that they will not be the junior yeah, partner in that government. sort of more metaphorical sense? Yes.
1: It um, seems to me that I they, think it, that they that they phrase yeah. it that way, slightly ambiguously, in order to give themselves wiggle room. They'll do whatever in the context yeah. it, it gives them the... the you know the best thing to in the I whatever think the Poll turns out to be. Yeah, I
0: mean they there's been like some talk of them maybe backing the Tories uh, but I can't see that happening. Like, I, I just think that unlikely. people who vote for Plaid and people who vote for the Tories are just too far if apart plied, for it to work. Plaid are considering um,
1: being a coalition partner to the Tories. They should look at the Lib Dems. <laughs> you cannot pitch yourself yeah, to the exactly. left of the Labour yes, so Party I for decades, see. build up your support base as a major third party on that basis and then end up in a coalition with the Tories and not yeah. expect a huge section of your supporters, yeah. So to I can't see that happening.
0: So I, I think, well, yeah, I think it might be a, a maybe a, a Labour minority government played informally supporting yeah. might happen. I, on the, uh, like a confidence on a and supply lot, arrangement, like, perhaps. Um,
1: policy issues. They would have. They would both have an interest
0: in outvoting interesting mm-hmm. of the Tories. Yeah. Um, there's also it should be noted uh, a party running called um, Abolish the Welsh yep. Assembly Party, um, uh, which given the Welsh has changed its name. You know, it's a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah update. But I suppose they don't they don't want to they don't want to accept it's the, the reality of a Welsh yeah. Parliament because they are sort of opposed to devolution yeah. entirely. So I guess that's the, g- the gist of that one. Um, a bunch of their candidates have dropped out though, so I don't know how serious that's going to end up. Um, I don't know if there's any polling um, on the
1: issue of whether to abolish the Welsh Assembly. Well, or no, there's or definitely the Welsh polling Welsh
0: on that. Welsh About twenty five percent of people. Uh, are, oh yes, are, yeah, you said. Uh, support abolishing the department. But but I, I was wondering if there's any polling on the party. Um, yes, I it bet, appears yeah. there is. They're running... Uh, yeah, they're running about 4%. Um, so, ahead of UKIP. Um, but behind mm. everyone else, pretty much. Oh, no, actually slightly ahead of Reform UK as well. But behind oh. everyone else. So, yeah, I mean, about level with the Greens, in fact. Which is, you know... I mean, yeah, it, it kind of sounds strange, but given... 25% of the Welsh people want to abolish the Welsh Parliament. I guess that's not that surprising that su- some percentage of people would vote for a party promising mm-hmm. to do that. I don't think that will happen. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure they even compare, can unilaterally um, do that. I think yeah, can really the Welsh Parliament vote itself out of I existence? I'm not sure they legally can. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they did like hold a ceremonial vote on that, West I assume Westminster would, West would sort it, yeah. of be forced to go along with it because, you know, well, you can't well, really, you can't really like tell other people out, to say, we, we
1: mean, want to give you power. That's probably an interesting legal theoretical um, question, because technically par- if you pass an act of parliament, you can do anything. But then again,
0: you can't bind you can't your buy Yeah. But You can your But you're no, not binding so, your successors if, uh, if you don't have any. <laughs> no, I, th- I, think an, I think an individual parliament could, could vote yeah, itself yeah, out yeah, because absolutely. Absolutely. it's just dissolved parliament, yeah, but you right? can't say there um, won't be an election. I don't think you can do that, no. Because that's in the gift of the Queen, or the royal prerogative powers, which are, you know, the queen's by right, but vested in the prime minister. So I, I, I don't think that parliament can vote itself out of existence in that yes. sense. Um, at least not while the queen exists. If the monarchy were to fall, we should talk about that actually. Oh, yeah. If the monarchy were to fall, um, then may, maybe they could. I don't know, but yeah, um, mm. it'd be interesting. But yeah, so, so I mean, abolishing should, the Welsh visually...
1: Assembly and sorry, what the Welsh Parliament, I should say, and um, and yes. independence are on a similar level of support in Wales. Well, yeah, but a quarter of people want it. to.
0: Yeah, want to abolish the Welsh Assembly, abolish Parliament, and about a third of people want to go completely independent. And everyone in the middle is presumably staring at the two the two extremes going, um yeah. help. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of ways in which the, <laughs> but co- yeah, possibly South Wales
1: is the most culturally Labour place in Britain. Oh yeah, so. I mean yeah, um, absolutely. It's got a lot more in common, arguably, with for with damn sake. With <laughs> than it does with mm. North Wales, right. Yeah. Many people would disagree. Um, Absolutely, but, um, and parts um, of
0: parts of northeastern Wales are sort of culturally, kind of very uh, economically very dependent on like Chester. And yeah, well they call Liverpool and, 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 the capital
1: of North Wales, don't they? Because Liverpool's got this kind of separate yeah, identity and like, that they don't um, consider. Uh, like I've heard scousers say, "I'm scouse, not English," right? <laughs> Liverpool's got such this independent, <laughs> that's good. sort of civic sense yeah. of its own identity, and it's so yeah. sort of integrated with. Lots and then of North you've Wales. got, um,
0: and then you've got parts of Wales which you know are Welsh-speaking yeah. and no one speaks English. So you've got the complete opposite. And then you got Pembrokeshire, which is on the southwest mm-hmm. corner of Wales, and you might think would be quite Welsh, but was actually sort of colonised well, by, the by the English, well, by the Anglo-Normans, really, in during the Middle Ages. Between
1: North Pembrokeshire, which is very Welsh and has some of the highest Welsh-speaking areas, yeah. and South yeah. Pembrokeshire, where suddenly it's it's one of the most Englishified parts of Wales. Yeah, because it was, it it was literally
0: colonised by by sort of Anglo-Norman mm-hmm. families, as was much of the sort of March areas as well, but. Yeah, it's a very interesting place. Where I, was. I do love I Wales. do as well, actually. Yeah. I haven't been there in a long time But I used to go there every year when I was a child I have very fond memories of it I have a little yeah. stuffed Welsh dragon uh, I still have you know,
1: I have a big Welsh family My, um, uh, my great-grandfather was Welsh uh,
0: my, my interesting family are all from Scotland right, Northern right. Ireland um, I say interesting, but that means not Welsh I object sometimes <laughs> to, yeah. to the Irish or
1: something, It's like, well If you're Irish, then I'm Irish, right? <laughs> And I'm not yes. Irish Yeah, so. absolutely like,
0: but my, yeah. <laughs> my my great grandfather came over from No, my great-great-grandfather came mm. over from Northern Ireland um, Well, it's now Northern Ireland, obviously it wasn't then Then it was just Ulster yeah. uh,
1: Certainly if they're Irish, then I'm Scottish yeah. And, you know, I'm
0: oh, pretty but clearly, but, clearly not yeah, Scottish so. yeah. I, 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 w- I would be Scottish if Scotland went independent, on the rules they proposed okay. at the last referendum, I would be eligible to apply for citizenship, because my grandmother mm. is Scottish, and you only needed a grandparent to apply for citizenship. Um, and if they went independent, I would apply for what citizenship.
1: Well, the Northern Independence um, Party have explicitly said several times that they whenever people say, well, what about progressively minded people in the south of England? Uh, well, aren't you leaving them behind? They say, well, move move to the north of England then. When we go independent,
0: we want you to come in. We work yeah, for everyone. sort of a, a, an open <laughs> yeah. border policy too. Yeah, that's something that's Perfectly sensible for a new new country to be honest to have a fairly open border mm-hmm. policy to its neighbours. Like, you know how else? You know, it's one of the, one of the better ways one, one would assume to sort of drive an economic, um, a, a sort of fledgling mm-hmm. economy would be to sort of say, no, everyone could come in. If you want to move here, you can. Kind of thing. You certainly wouldn't want to be, like close your borders the second you went independent. I mean, Alex Salmon <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> he doesn't yeah.
1: deserve to not be straw man. <laughs>
0: no, exactly. <laughs> Scotland for the Scottish.
1: Hence, Alba Party. I,
0: say, I the thing that annoys me. The thing that uh, annoys me, and I've said this before, is that my nan doesn't get a bloody vote, despite uh, the fact she's Scottish because she doesn't live in Scotland anymore. At least that was how the last referendum worked. Obviously, this one could be different, and I, I would argue should be. I think if you I think if you live in Scotland or were born in Scotland, right. you should get a vote. I don't think Scots living outside Scotland should be disenfranchised. Equally, I don't think people living in Scotland who aren't technically Citizens of the UK, whatever that would mean in a Scottish context, should be disenfranchised either. Um, I, I, I think I think it's only fair to give both people who live there and people who are from there mm. a vote, um, in the same way we do for like um, for like European elections or general elections or whatever. You
1: know, it would it would make a lot of sense if in any eventual Northern independence referendum, precisely because of the point that they keep making about how so many Northerners, because of the North South divide, have to leave.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it would be mm. would be in really a sort of I think very silly and, and quite difficult to do it otherwise. I think you know, there would be a lot of opposition to that from from the sort of northern mm. diaspora, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and that <laughs> happens a, less with Scotland. Uh, interesting way, it's sort of a self contained um, sort of economic. Yeah, status. you've got you've got Edinburgh mm. and Glasgow that sort of poor people in. I suppose so. It's Aberdeen if yep, you live yep. in the north, or, or Inverness maybe if you live mm. really in the north. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the dear. Northern Independence Party. I, love, I love Scotland too. Is independence yeah. for Northern? Scotland. Well, we said this before, but again, there is actually a thing about like people living in the Highlands and, in particular,ly people living in um, Shetland and Orkney, do not really consider um, a government based in Edinburgh to be yeah. particularly legitimate. I
2: um,
0: and I think you know, knowing Glaswegians for for what they are, um, as I say, my my from Glasgow, so I have to say it. Um, I don't think they would. Uh, you know, they're, they're the sort of biggest proponents of Scottish independence of anyone, of Glaswegians, but I think quite quickly after Scotland became independent, they probably want to get out from an Edinburgh thumb because they can't just yeah. <laughs> And quite right too, because Edinburgh's really posh. It's, you know, it, it's beautiful, wonderful city. I'd love to visit it. I wouldn't want to live there though, because it's so posh. It's like fucking Chelsea or something. Um, but do yeah, go. yeah. She Some of it stay. is anyway. There's the other part of like Edinburgh. They keep hidden behind that big rock. Of course, yeah. No, of course there are shit bits. That's where that's where we <laughs> were staying. Um, <laughs> no, we were actually stayed in quite a nice bit because we were working on a hotel. You see, so um, we had to stay fairly close to it. Otherwise, it would have been too far to walk. So we stayed in a reasonably nice bed and breakfast. Um, although um, they, the people who ran it, were a bit racist. Um, not that they said anything racist, but I noticed um, on like what like the last day we were there, they had a bunch of. Um, uh, like um business card type things for what was Anne Waters's party that she started? The, the like the one with the trident as its right, right. symbol. Like Britain. Yeah, um, I remember that. Uh, I've gotta look at I can't remember the name. Uh yeah, for Britain. Yeah, they had a bunch of those things in their sort of um reception area that I hadn't noticed up to that uh. point. Hmm, okay. I'm looking forward to getting out of here. <laughs> I suppose someone fine. could have just left them there, but Ironically a red flag wouldn't be a red flag Yeah, it's a bit (laughs) No, a red flag would be a white white flag, a blue flag flag. I don't know, a green flag I don't know what the opposite of a red the green flag, the red flag The red flag would be a red flag But it's not a red flag, it's very confusing (laughs) I've I've lost the plot Yeah, anyway, so that was Wales Um, We've talked about Harlepool, we've talked about Scotland We've talked about, sorry That's how it's spelled is it Hartlepool? No, no it's Hartlepool. <laughs> oh, I thought it was oh, I was going to say, I was like, I've never been there if I would be willing to be told that that's how it's pronounced, you know. There's lots of English place names. Yeah, so well, we're both pronouncing it in a little bit to anyway,
1: so.
0: Anyway, that's, well, quite. <laughs> quite. absolutely, David. absolutely. Yeah, Hartlepool. Yeah, I was in Hartlepool, Hartlepool the other week. You <laughs> see. <laughs> Hartlepool.
2: <laughs>
0: I do sound too posh for my, like, like, I wish I didn't sound as posh as I do. I'm going to do some voice training at some point to, to sort of... Make my voice sound more feminine, right? And when I do, I'm going to try and gr- roughen the edges of my accidentally quite harpy <laughs> accent, um, make it sound a bit more like my parents' sound. No, um, you should you should pick a completely although, different regional accent to learn. <laughs> try and sound like you're from Birmingham <laughs> or something. Well, I'm currently in Bath, so I could do right, a West yeah. Country yeah. One, I suppose. Um, There's not a million miles. Yeah, away a lot of my family actually. are from the West from the country, country, actually, accent. so it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Yeah, my my mum's my family all come from Dorset. So uh, you know, it's not it would be mm. completely unreasonable. But um yes. Should we talk about the yeah. should we talk about London? We it was a we're were rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from London, That's no. What they say. I'm from I am a little bit from like one of the sort of Farnborough where I am from is a bit of a satellite yeah, town for London days, these yeah. days, which is a bit depressing. Yeah. And it didn't <laughs> used to be so much, it we used to have our own sort of Industry, although our industry was weapons development, so um, <laughs> you know, yay. But almost everyone I know, um, sort of my parents' age, um, who like has a university education, works in weapons development um, because it's the only like industry in Farnborough for which a, a degree is like required that exists. Right? So if if you live in Farnborough and have a degree, you work in weapons because otherwise you right right it, right like me. Um, like, there's just no reason to be in Farnborough if you're a graduate, unless you mm-hmm. want to work in weapons development. It's quite horrific. Um, don't go to Farnborough, guys.
1: Go to Edinburgh, it's but don't good. stay. Hmm? That's the, uh, the Revolutionary Dispatch's travel guide. Is
0: Visit Edinburgh, <laughs> but don't live there. Yeah. And do not go to Farnborough. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Farnborough. Do not go to Farnborough. Um, do come to the West Country. Cause it it's is lovely. actually. I really like the West Country. Um, I went on a drive the other week. I had to go to a hospital appointment uh, in Southampton. It was, it was actually the other month now. I think I probably mentioned it to you last we spoke. But um, I had to drive. Um, we had to drive from from Bath to Southampton mm-hmm. and back. And when you do that, you go through the Cotswolds, the Mendip, Salisbury Plain, and the New, New Forest. Beautiful. And then back again. And it's like it's the most beautiful drive you can possibly imagine, especially since it was glorious sunshine. Yeah, yeah, lovely yeah, drive. Lovely wonderful if i hadn't been going to a, like a like a medical appointment i was quite worried mm. about it. it would have been really lovely <laughs> <awful. laughs> but yeah let's talk about let's talk about the london uh, assembly and mayoral yes. elections because you know might as well do the rounds um yeah i don't know what to say really. the thing to
1: say the first thing to say is sadiq khan's gonna win <laughs> oh really <Yeah. laughs> very very
0: likely <laughs> Should we, should we look at the opinion polls I'd yeah, yeah. love <laughs> <The opinion polls. laughs> to read you the latest opinion polls first round Sadiq Khan 41% Sean Bailey, 28% Sean Berry, which is annoyingly close to Sean Bailey oh, yes. uh, Greens, 6% and Louis Porat, Liberal Democrats, 8% and in the second round Khan goes on to stomp the Conservatives Bailey, 61-39 yeah, to 39. So it's, it's worth
1: mentioning so, the way the London yeah. electoral system works is that it's a bit like an alternative vote runoff system, uh, but with only two rounds. So you give your first yes. preference and your second preference. If someone gets over fifty percent on first preferences, they they become the mayor. And if nobody does, which then, has yeah, got in some recent polls, then the person who came first and the person who same who came second go to a second round, and the people that have been eliminated, their second yeah. preferences get redistributed. So council's yeah. likely to come way ahead in the first round. Uh, and possibly get over 50% possibly get slightly under 50% and then in the second round just overwhelmingly wh- yes that's yes. what's quite likely to happen which leads to the unusual yes. um, um uh, tactical voting situation of it sort of makes more sense to actually if you're if you for example were in a situation where you actually preferred to vote labor and the greens were your were your sort of backup it would kind of make sense to vote green yes. as your first preference because you know they're going to get eliminated and then labor as your second preference is it, to put to get your yeah. top two preferences decided, and then order them based on who's likely put first, whichever one is likely to be knocked out, yes, rather than actually the yeah. one that you prefer. Yeah. But people don't think about this this much. People just yeah. vote for who yeah. they like. I mean, you know, <laughs> people
0: vote mainly based on sort of who they feel is similar to them and represents yeah. them, rather on rather than tactically or really even on policy a lot of the time. So.
1: Um, yeah, it's yeah. worth remembering that London. Wasn't always a safe bet for Labour, you know, until very recently. Boris Johnson no. was Mayor of London. Yeah, it was only five years ago and, that Boris Johnson, but I mean, was, Boris
0: Johnson was Mayor of London with a Labour assembly, right? Like, London is never going to go properly Tory. London just went Boris Johnson. Yeah, um, and it was pretty. I as I think, as well, yeah, the first one anyway, because um, it, it was Ken Livingston yeah, Boris Red Johnson. Um, yeah, well, he's got a bit. The now. We don't talk about Ken Livingston. anymore, do. You those things about Hitler, yeah. um, which you know he probably shouldn't. We
1: said. don't have to go into. Um, it. <laughs> we do have to explain what happened with Ken Livingston. We have to explain so many complicated things. I think we did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. So yeah,
0: let's leave Ken. Let's leave Ken B for now. But yeah. Um, so yeah, there's basically only four candidates that have got a chance of of getting any sort of meaningful yes. vote share. And City Khan's definitely going to win. There are some minor parties running as well who are not going to come anywhere. Renew the sort of centristy changing UK style thing kind of running count bin face of course um everyone's favorite um silly candidate i don't know there's a there's a party called the burning pink party um led by valerie brown listen to this brown is standing on a one policy platform to abolish government and the role of mayor of london and for power to be placed in the hands of the people through citizens assemblies brown was arrested and charged for covering a number of charity buildings and pink paint Protesting against their inaction on climate change, so she sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, more power to her. I, I quite, I, I quite like the idea of a citizens' assembly running London. Yeah, I think that kind of sense. Uh... Uh, the
1: question is, to what extent does it yeah. have really any power? So, compared to elected mayors in other European countries, the London mayor has really yes. quite little power. Um, so, re- reorganizing the way it, the structure they have long... of London devolved government mm-hmm. would have to come with actually having more. Meaningful power as well, if it was to actually improve things very much. But it's yeah, a fair, you know, fair it's a battle. fair
0: policy. There's a there's a there's the Let London Live party, uh, led by Piers Corbyn, Ooh. who is the um, older brother of Jeremy Corbyn, which is running on a, a sort of anti um, coronavirus restrictions um, platform, but also on to reduce homelessness and defending the NHS mm-hmm. from privatisation. So this is kind of the sort of crankier end of green politics, yeah. I would say, the kind of like a- anti-vax greens. Um, kind of thing is, is where he's coming from um, You've got an independent um, Called um, Max Fosch, Who is a YouTuber Campaigning entirely on the premise of winning more votes than oh, yes, Lawrence Fox him. You've got the Reclaim Party Led by said Lawrence Fox Who is an actor standing on an anti-woke platform Against extreme political <laughs> Yes, He's best known for having been divorced By Billy Piper <laughs> um, Which Okay, yeah, if I've been divorced by Billy Piper, I'd probably be quite you upset about that. Some but, you know, get over it, Lawrence. signing
1: some people annoying on Twitter <laughs> is not the proper basis for a political platform.
0: <laughs> Apparently it is. Um, there's UK Independence Party, whose uh, candidate is Peter Gammons, which is a <laughs> thing in the universe. Um, he's styled by both himself and the party as Dr. Ooh. Gammons, but his doctor comes from a US institution which is not... Accredited by the U.S. Department uh. of Education, <laughs> so he's got one of those dodgy, like, paid-for doctorates that Trump University used to give out, basically. Something that wouldn't um, be allowed in this. Rejoin conference. EU, yeah. Rejoin EU, who are campaigning to uh, rejoin the Erasmus program. Um, I mean, presumably rejoin the EU, like yeah. eventually, but as a more sort of, which I definitely think we should. I had lots of friends that came over. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Erasmus program, I would have. F- seems like a very ha- I ha- would have hated to have not met absolutely them. Absolutely, a benign element of the. Yeah, no, definitely. It's animal welfare party, uh, sort of animal welfare and generic climate policies also. As you the might expect. With an animal the social, party social democratic Welfare party, party. Animals can't vote. Um, no, well, humans can, and we're animals. That's true. We, no, we already have other <laughs> parties. <laughs> we do. We have other parties for us. I, I, I am in favour of giving the vote to um other great apes. I've just Yeah? If they could work out
1: how to register. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I've i been convinced by the idea that um, personhood should be extended to, at the very least, the other yeah um, I, eight, if not possibly I I um, that, yeah. more widely than that. And if personhood is extended, then they should have the right to vote, whether they choose to exercise like, it or not. We consider children to be people. But, um,
1: <laughs> I think we could say that. But <laughs> well, we I also think children vote. should have the right yeah, to vote. So, okay, fair Yeah, well,
0: I, I think we should. Like, I don't think there's any reason to restrict someone from voting on the basis of age alone. Right, right children should have the right to vote. If they don't want to, which quite possibly a lot of them won't want to, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I think they should... I don't see I don't see any good reason for depriving them of the right...
1: I certainly think that the age uh, should be lowered by, than... like, unlocked. I can see the argument for not just lowering it to 16, but lowering it to significantly below 16. Maybe like 11. At which something. point, why not just yeah, polish it entirely? You
2: know?
0: Like, all of the arguments against, cho- you know, ch- children voting and all these things like, oh, they'll just vote for whoever their parents tell them for too which i don't know if you've ever met a child but that seems astounding even if it's me. true
1: wouldn't it um, therefore i certainly not wouldn't make have any done that when i was a child have no effects
0: on the overall result yeah that's also <laughs> true and then also that's exactly the same argument that was used um women uh, yeah. against women's suffrage when that first came in um and against suffrage for domestic servants when when suffrage was being extended to working class people and people were like oh should we include domestic servants because i'll just vote for whoever they work for the, for the party of whoever they work for. So it's 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 the sort of same patronizing bullshit that's been used for, you know, mm. centuries and I'm sort of tired of it. So yeah, votes for children. Uh, I'm I'm coming up with a lot of radical platforms today. I'm liking it. Yeah. I
2: yeah, mean, I haven't decided whether I party. agree with that or not, but it's an interesting idea no, that's, not to be dismissed. Yeah,
0: no. I there's a there's a very good um, podcast episode by um, David Runciman, who is a Cambridge um, university political science professor and who runs, who is the co-host of the Talking Politics podcast? He did an, a, um, an episode of that podcast, which is literally just him um, making a concerted argument for why we should lower, why we should abolish um, voting restrictions for children for yeah. like thirty minutes. And I will put that in the show notes because I think nice. it's well worth listening to. It convinced me basically. Um, I, I didn't think this before I listened to that, and after I listened to that, I didn't immediately convince me. I sort of muddled over in my head for a few for a few months, mm. but eventually that was sort of the tipping point. So. Yeah, um, a bunch of others. Oh, women's equality party is down there as well. Um, the women's equality party started as such as like kind of interesting idea of let's have a party that specifically campaigns on feminist mm-hmm. issues um, to try and get them more salience in mainstream parties, and then it just so quickly got taken over yeah. by fucking turf. So like, oh, well, we great. live on turf island, don't we? That have to happen. I mean, we kind of do. I- I'm not sure. I accept the premise that there are more. TERFs and sort of turf adjacent people in the UK than. Yeah, I suppose other probably broad I think they just. Public have...
1: opinion is probably about the same in Britain as it is in other countries. Or, or even sense, better yeah. than
0: some. Um, you know, it's probably better here than in Russia. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: But when, by other but, countries, um, I mean <laughs> countries with a sort of similar political.
0: Yeah, country. yeah. Well, I'm not sure that there are any. Um, <laughs> what's, a simi- what's a country that's a similar I political. political one, uh, to I it? don't mean
1: that similar. I don't think there is. But I don't think France, there's one that's at all Canada, similar, right? Germany. Yeah, but.
0: We are really we're, we're weird. bonkers <laughs> in a particularly unique so America, way, and like the only country that's more bon- yeah the only country that's more bonkers than us is America, but they're bonkers in like fifty yeah. different ways depending on which state yeah, you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I was just saying this, this is comparable.
1: one of the arguments that came up with the Northern anyway. Independence Party thing is that there should be at least one normal English-speaking country in the North Atlantic. You could say maybe Canada or Ireland right. already is,
0: but you know the the UK yeah, and America definitely. Uh, are Ireland not. is Ireland. Ireland is probably Your best. bet I would say. Um, even though it's got a lot of problems yeah. you know it's obviously quite religiously conservative in a lot it's of not, ways like amazing um, but, but it is
1: it's not it it's a normal country it hasn't completely lost the yeah. plot like we have yeah yeah,
0: yeah. um so that, yeah, anyway that's the mayor. that's the mayoralty, so he car's going to win the real question is by how much um i did see someone sort of um talking about you know recently uh you know what um there's been a lot of talk about um Piers Corbyn and Lawrence Fox as these sort of two sort of minor candidates, and someone was saying, you know, it's a shame that these two men running very minor parties that are probably not going to get anywhere are getting more coverage than the two women um, standing for um, the Lib Dems and the Greens, are likely who are probably going to get... Yeah. It's in
1: London, yeah, the Greens a, a and d- the Lib Dems actually have vote. quite a bit of a chance. And they're unlikely to win, but yeah, they I might mean, they not get 10-20% of the vote.
0: But I mean, uh, uh, on current polling, they're probably, yeah, they're, they're they're looking at about Greens are on sort of six to eight percent and Lib Dems are sort of eight to nine. So
2: yeah,
1: I think that I would, would be really if that was nationwide that would if, be considered a massive yeah.
0: upgrade at least. And something ready. of a return to mm. for the Lib Dems uh, if they could get that consistently. Yeah, no, absolutely. So which uh, the assembly elections are also happening. Mm-hmm. So the the London has its own own little yes. assembly. So this is why, it makes, 25 this seats. Is why it's twenty five seats so why wins
1: the mayoralty, It's obviously going to be Sadiq Khan. Doesn't mean that there's nothing interesting happening in the election because yes. there's also this um, so
0: the poly for that um is fairly scant but it's showing a labor lead of we've only had one poll this year so um better in mind but it was it was at the beginning of end of march beginning of april okay so it's, it's a bit out of date and we've only had one so but um it's showing uh, uh labor on 46 percent conservatives on 29 percent the Greens on eight percent, the Liberal Democrats on twelve percent, and Reform UK on three percent, and then everyone else two percent. Um, it should be said that the reason the Greens are before the Liberal Democrats on that list is because they actually beat them at the last Assembly election; they mm-hmm. came third. Uh, although at the moment they're polling fourth behind the Liberal Democrats, but yeah, we can't. Uh, yeah, them. yeah. So yeah, I think again, it's it's it, it's Labour's to mm-hmm. lose. It's a little closer than the mayoralty, but not much. You know, let's be honest. You know it's a solid sort of 15 to 20 point, and lead. also they could. I'm, I'm not um, like a, a massive fan,
1: but they could, they could do a lot worse in terms of the Labour candidate than someone like City Khan. He's quite popular, yeah. In, I he mean, seems to be a fairly yeah. sort of competent, yeah. He hasn't leader. got on a lot done, no, no, that's very true. Um, that's I mean, partly the lack of power that the, the London Devolved yeah. has,
0: yeah. But I think both Ken Livingston and even Boris Johnson's sort of. Reality got more yeah. done although it should be said that in the case of Boris Johnson it was mostly done by mm. other people mm-hmm. not him um, because he famously delegated most of the work to so-called vice mayors who are political appointments that are not elected yeah. um, which is bad we shouldn't have those Like
1: the only thing I can think of no. that is um, uh, that Sadiq Khan has got done is is the um, the fact that he? I don't live in London, so that might be partly why I, I don't know so much about it. But he's got he got rid of uh, Boris Johnson's yes. water cannons, which is good, which
0: which were, couldn't be used anyway because they were illegal. Yeah. But Johnson did spend loads of money be, on yeah. them. For their, yeah. Yes, quite.
1: And so, as uh, well as the London, although they can be used uh, in on Ireland as well as the specific yeah, elections that we've been talking about, I'll just touch on the um, the broader local council elections. We did talk about it earlier, but um, yes, the fact that this is because of the um, the local elections being delayed last year. And of the sort of all of the unusualness of the last uh, little while in British (laughs) politics, it does mean that Keir Starmer has not faced any any uh, well the Labour Party has not faced any electoral actual electoral challenge since he became leader, even though that was quite a long time ago. It's quite unusual for a leader to have not had any actual testing in battle, as it were, for this long. So this is his first real test, not opinion polls, but an actual election. How, how will Labour do now that it's changed direction so do drastically? We'll do. Uh, quite badly, I think. <laughs> it's possible that they, they'll, they'll have local victories, like they will probably do quite well in London. Um, and they're liable mm. to probably win in Wales. But I think overall, it's, it's, it's fairly likely that the council elections are going to be pretty bad
0: for the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, which is not good
1: um, for, um, uh, for Keir Starmer. Uh, I will be interested to see. I think there's no. a chance that um, there might be some kind of a... Whether actually a proper challenge or just an informal sort of ramp up of the internal pressure, some kind of an actual attempt on the leadership of the Labour Party. Maybe you someone think, will run oh, a leadership I, challenge or something. I'm, I'm, if it's really I have not sort of thought about that. Yet. Yeah, I
0: mean, if it's disastrous, maybe. I don't know. I mean, who would run if that was the case? Yeah, totally. you know, If it was uh, a sort problem of problem formal it. challenge. I think...
1: I have heard rumblings really of this so. because of how terrible the polling is, the fact that the membership is diminishing, the fact that... Um, how oddly kind of incompetent it's been that they've sort of blundered loads of different elements of uh, normal Mm -hmm. political campaigning and party management the fact that if you're going to kick out Corbyn that was not the way to do it because it's kind of a a massive fiasco Um, that quite a lot of people are very unhappy with them I wouldn't be surprised if there are people that have been considering this for a while and have thought well, actually, let's wait because our best moment will be after the local elections if Labour does really badly. So I think it might be I think, I think it's that's possible there are people who yeah. have been considering some kind of a move on Sama who are waiting for these elections. I suppose we'll see. I don't, I'm not, that's not a prediction. I, think, I just yeah. think it's a no, possibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I understand that, yeah. I, I, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought about that at all. I hadn't heard <laughs> such rumblings. Um, any more than usual it was was sort of I I, I wasn't really thinking yeah there'd
1: been sort of background stuff that you hear sometimes anyway that I'd sort of dismissed but particularly after that poll came out that put Labour on 29% significantly below the disastrous Mm. 2019 election and it looks like they're going to do quite badly in the local election some people started to take it a bit more seriously as as a possibility
0: I think he'd probably
1: win a leadership challenge
0: I think you're probably right,
1: uh, but it'd be interesting. You know, it would be a story. Yeah, if it happens.
0: absolutely. I can't think of anyone with a big enough sort of name on the left to challenge him. So I no. think Rebecca Long Bailey has been successfully sort of beaten down. Um, who else? Ian Lavery, maybe. But
1: yeah, there are a few people that are I'm a not bit sure more he's that slick are a bit enough, bolshy in their um, their aspects that are that I think might be crazy enough to try and do. Yeah, I can imagine Ian Lavery going for it. I don't think he will. Or jump trick it.
0: Maybe. Example.
1: Or Ed Miliband. Trigger- Ed Miliband would trigger a set of resignations from the cabinet. Well, the thing is, the
0: Miliband again. is probably the most left-wing sort of major Labour figure. There's an argument for saying you know, that, yeah. Whereas sort of yeah. purges and resignations, yeah. Um, um,
1: there are still a couple of campaign groups in the shadow cabinet. In, cab- in the shadow cabinet. Let me just I Google, Google that. I
2: mm. think Dan Card. I thought there might be a couple of, of still in sort
1: of shadow cabinet. Right. There's very very few now though. Which is exactly what the left of the party said When he first announced his first cabinet Is Yeah, there may be a few campaign group people in now But they'll they'll all be gone long before the next election <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what's happened good, I'm just googling the channel cabinet now Ooh. Marsha de Cordova She's still Shadow uh, Secretary right. of State for she's Women and Inequalities Okay um, she's, she's, She is she's
0: she's Yeah, She's one of these sort um, of um, Young women of colour that have come up you know, Zara Sultana and, and people yeah, like that, yeah. who are sort of the the, the the British answer to the Squad, I suppose, in, in that sense. Uh, that's
1: quite yes, yeah. There's a There's, um, there's um, Zara Sultana
0: is another one. Um, there's another I'm forgetting. She Nadia Whittam is another. Nadia yep. Whittam, yes, yeah. She's good too. She's good too. It would be good to have you know someone, you know, yeah. Like obviously, the fact that Labour's never had a woman as leader is bad. The fact that we've ever had a person of colour as leader yes. is bad. It's the fact that most of our leaders point. have been, yeah, the fact that most of our leaders have been quite old is bad. Um, so having you know people like Zara Sultana, Nadia Wittem, Asha Kadova come through is definitely good.
1: It's yeah. exactly what the Labour Party needs. Um, it's not going to accept yeah, them because that's what but... the modern working class <laughs> yeah, yeah. looks
0: more like now. It looks like you know young women in service jobs, people of colour, you know.
1: Yeah, I has think done for a I think time. it's um it's finally the coming one. through
0: Right.
1: That is quite yeah. striking when you lay it out like that just how many left have been purged in the Shadow Cabinet. Because it's it's higher profile when people are kicked out of the party, but the fact that people lose their jobs in the Shadow Cabinet um has sort of just been progressive. Well a lot of people resigned. A lot of them resigned yeah. yes. well, but I, I think that's a, partly you, you know, if you're cynical you could say that's why the leadership bills. took such controversial positions, or at least part of it. On supporting or at least not opposing mm. various very egregious Tory policies, was to make left-wingers in the shadow cabinet deselect themselves, as it were.
0: Yeah, choose between yeah, yeah, that and right.
1: not opposing something like the spy cops.
0: Bill. I mean, this, the, the, the the Tory, you know, the spy cops bill, the new policing bill, the you know, the 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 the, the conservatives are basically trying to separate mm. it into a police state, right? You know, we it's the latest
1: I mean, biggest step in the direction you, towards becoming more like a kind of a, a Hungary or a Russia or an outside yeah. of the frame of liberal democracy.
0: Yeah. authoritarian pseudo democracy. It is really scary. We should probably do an episode talking all about yeah. that at some point and really depress ourselves, but we're not going to do that today. Not today, no. I think the one last thing the one last thing that I would like to talk about, a bit more fun. Okay. Is um the death of Prince Philip <laughs> and the potential um fall of the monarchy. Um you know <laughs> much more fun. Just yeah. a light in the mood. <laughs> oh dear. I mean it sounds silly until you think about it, and you're like, oh no, that's kinda of fun. <laughs> I do like a monarchy falling, don't you? When's the be last good. time a monarchy properly fell?
2: Hmm.
0: And I don't just mean like sort of like with it out of existence, but I mean like, you know, properly collapsed in the middle of like some massive scandal or like was just revolution or something. It's been too long. We need we need we need a monarchy to go big time. And I think if it was a British monarchy that'd be good. With Prince Philip. Yeah, with Prince Philip dead, with the Queen, you know. Probably not got too long left, not to not to fall foul of treason <laughs> laws, um, <laughs> and with the heir to the throne being pretty unpopular, he is quite unpopular, um, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think do you think the monarchy can survive Queen Elizabeth? Um, I think that
1: people are going to be surprised by how much it weakens after Queen Elizabeth dies. I think people are not really we're not we're in such a position where we can't really even properly. Imagine what the monarchy will be like after her, um and I think when it happens, it's going to strike mm. people how much it's actually on much shakier ground. It has a public opinion than people.
0: I mean, just how weird it will yeah. be as well so for weird. her to not be there. You know, I mean, she's she's been there since 1953. You know, and bef- you know before that she was quite prominent in sort of royal propaganda. I mean, she was an auto mechanic during the Second World War, and that was well publicised. Mm. She's been a she's been a sort of public figure since. Since the war. Yeah, it was during a lot of the coverage of, um,
1: around Prince Philip's death. Uh, a lot of people were talking about uh, a, a line that came up a lot. was that um, the short period where they lived in um, Malta together When was the most normal time in her ah. life. It was, the, it was a short period where the phrase that they kept using was um, mm. she was a naval officer's wife, which is the most normal... Sort of life that she mm-hmm. ever had, and that it was by far the happiest time in her life. She was just sort of able to of live course, a normal life. Yeah. And I sort of think it really struck me yeah. to the extent to which I believe that given that that's the happiest time in her life, she should have been allowed to continue doing that, having a normal life. Yeah, it's like we, we obviously oh, actually, have this I mean, idea of the thing of about the monarchy, the monarchy is, would be good for the country, I think. It would absolutely, I think, be good for the people yes. in the monarchy as well, because they, they have, yeah, living a normal human life yeah. is yeah. quite good. <laughs> I mean, I think so anyway, I like
0: mine. Um, and the fact that they're not allowed to have one is a Probably scandal, no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, it absolutely, yes. I mean, you know, like yeah. it's difficult to sort of separate, I think, people like Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip, Prince Charles, who've been around for such a long time and are sort of bound up in the kind of the bound things about the monarchy, the fact that it's fundamentally classist, the fact that it's, you know, the, the the sort of front piece for an, for an imperial decay, a decaying imperial system in the late 20th century, which did, you know, pretty horrible things around the world in a sort of effort to maintain colonial power that it very clearly couldn't do long term anyway, and all this kind of thing. Um, you know. So I think people like that, it's it's kind of hard to separate them from the monarchy as an institution. But when I think about, you know, the yeah. kids, right? Like Prince George and Princess Charlotte and the other ones who I'm sure have. Not too actually. late for them yet. I do feel yeah. really sorry for them. You know, because they they didn't choose this. They don't get a choice. At no point in their lives if things carry on to say, oh will they ever get a choice mm-hmm. about what to be. Prince
1: to be, Harry's been to be been you know, when, when Harry went to off, make a choice for himself. Exactly.
0: Yeah. He's doing his best, but you know, look how difficult it's been. And he still doesn't have the free choice because he will still always now be Prince Harry who sold off to America and betrayed the monarchy, right? Like he still doesn't have a free choice. His choice is still—I mean, no one does—but like his 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 choices are still conditioned by being a member of this mm-hmm. royal family. I do feel extremely yeah. sorry for the children. I mean, yeah, they're going to live their lives in the lap of luxury. I don't, you know, yeah, I don't they're feel they're too sorry, sorry for them. On that school. It, but yeah. but in terms of like their their personal freedom, um, I think they're they're you know. I think it is, as
1: you say, it's kind of... yeah. It's it's, it's inhuman yeah. on multiple levels. I think and yeah. it's fundamentally, the problem yeah, with the definitely. monarchy, that at its absolute core, the original sin, as it were, is the idea that some people are better than other people because of their bloodlines, right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that we don't even really believe as a society. Most people now, right? But we all have to pretend that we do believe it when it comes to the monarchy, and it's a it's an inherently yeah. kind of inhuman idea, and it's the it's the thing that stops the humanity of these people from achieving its fullest flourishing. It, it's the everything else comes from that mm. fundamental sort of lie that yeah. is at the core of the idea of a monarchy. And it's uh, you yeah. know it is quite racist, isn't it? Because the idea that some people there is this small group of people oh, who God, are yeah. better than everyone else because of their blood and they're all white, <laughs> and therefore that's what yeah, a superior I mean, it's the original.
0: Like. You mean like like what you said? It, it's kind of the original sin of. You know, c- a class oppression in the Euro- in Europe mm. of the sort of lower classes, the commoners, by the nobility became one of the founding pillars of what mm. would become racism. Um, the others being sort of anti-Jewish prejudice and um, uh, the, the the kind of denigration of people on yeah. the periphery uh, of, of sort of, you know, like yeah. Ireland, for in example. In the British context, it's um, Ireland. But, but the,
1: the, are, the, the, in other countries, there is... Yeah, like, there yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But it, the attitudes towards those groups became mapped onto attitudes towards, you know, Africans and Indigenous Americans and everyone else. But the the, the crucible of it mm. began before that. The attitudes already existed, the, and they were just then transferred to racial groups, which were made up in order to justify slavery. Yes, and twisted genocide. up into uh, in uh, order racism yeah. and the yeah. of different. And, races. and, and so, yeah, is you know, monarchy and, and aristocracy in general are kind of the original, the original sort of. Fount of everything that would later become you know, racism, mm. all kinds of sort of prejudice, and it's all because their you know great 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 million times great granddad managed to grab a little it bit was more, more land of than a violent oppressor when <laughs> yeah when the the Welsh went running off over mm. that hill you know
1: it's, it's our ancestors they stole it from <laughs> yeah
0: exactly it was it was stolen from you know I mean the, the enclosure obviously slightly more recent but but you know ultimately the land belongs to Everybody, you know, that's, there's no reason why it should be sliced up into these little parcels. It belongs to the commons, yes. the, the, the common people. It's the only, the only, the only just way of looking agree. at things. And it's how almost all societies do things until something like monarchy comes mm-hmm. along and changes that. You know, you know, we did it to, you know, when, when European powers colonized the Americas, we forced the villages to break up their common land and For it to be turned into private plots so it could then be controlled and bought up and and a lot of the a lot of the revolutionary sentiment among indigenous um mexicans for example during the mexican revolution was to get common rights back for their land so it didn't have to be held by individuals anymore but it could commonly own but you know that the ancestors of the kings and nobles who did that to indigenous americans had done that to people in their own countries before there were countries you know mm. centuries before
1: i think people don't know this uh, often partly because it was just never going to go anywhere but there was a bill proposed and debated in parliament in the early 90s to abolish the monarchy that tony ben tony ben introduced a bill really? in I... 1991 seconded by seconded <laughs> by <laughs> of can he you don't. guess <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, and it, it was called the Commonwealth of Britain <laughs> Bill. It, was the, it didn't use the word republic. It described the yeah. Britain that it would create as a democratic, federal, mm. and secular oh, commonwealth of so Britain.
0: Um, commonwealth under sort of Cromwell. And
1: yeah. uh, mean, it disestablished the Church of England. You'd have an elected... Well, we can't president. call him a president. Um,
0: no, I am I am, Lord I am <laughs> adamant on... Uh, no, Lord Projector's too aristocratic, but I am adamant on the position that when, you know, if and when the UK, as the UK is abolished and becomes the United Commonwealth or United Republic or whatever it is I prefer Commonwealth yes. to Republic yeah, as well by that. the way For several reasons but we've gone to that at a different time But we, the head of state must absolutely Not be called the president President is so tarnished yes. by America like We have to we, And, and it's, just, hmm. it just sounds, it's just an ugly word We should proclaim like dictator I think we need a different word
1: <laughs> From the Roman Republic no, I mean I think the that might be a just bit tarnished too to Someone who dictates <laughs> Yeah Yeah, someone, no. yeah. If Frank I mean, Presidents originally tarnished, then we definitely of... tarnished We should start, start yeah, Informing the a position of the House of Commons As the Dictator though <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's it Maybe yeah, we could call them Speaker
1: I mean they'd be ceremonial they speak, anyway Because the, the, the idea prime would be would that they speak for the people power.
0: But they don't have any power
1: The Prime Minister would still have the mm-hmm. actual power It'd be in a ceremonial Oh I don't presidency. have that idea Oh really?
0: Why, would you, why do you need Why, well, why what, do you
1: need a ceremonial like Most president? countries that we have, have a, that uh, a, a fully parliamentary system, like Germany and Ireland and whatever, do also have an elected yeah, president. I know, but that's just purely I similar. don't
0: really see why. I mean, the reason is... I suppose one justification, one rationale for it, is because you don't want the armed forces to have to take an oath to yeah. the Prime Minister, right? But then just don't make them do that? Yeah, they don't have to take an oath, like, right? Just, I mean, abolish the army, for starters, but like, just Well, it's part of
1: the Commonwealth of Britain I don't know. would have made it so that... Uh, MPs and like officials and people that currently swear allegiance to the crown would swear allegiance to the constitution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which would be codified and and yeah. uh, lower the voting age to 16 good. that was one it would also um, the phrase it uses I've, I've just seen is it would end British jurisdiction over Northern Ireland it didn't use the phrase United
0: Ireland Ooh. but it would end British jurisdiction but then Northern Ireland presumably like yeah I'd, I'm, I'm not yeah. I'd, I'm think not sure because I it was, that it was not
1: um, it was not going to pass <laughs> so they just thought they'd put whatever they wanted in <laughs> yeah. and obviously
0: they yeah. both pick supporters so you know so I would, yeah 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 Electric I mean, house of lords that's part of it as well like, no we don't need that see Tony Tony you didn't go far enough we, we don't need that yeah. house of lords at all you just get rid of it you don't, don't need why, why why replace it with an electric chamber then you just send up like the americans with two chambers mm-hmm. that can never get anything done because they hate each other no get rid of it entirely boom done don't need it doesn't do anything anyway yeah I haven't looked at right? it some places do have a one we don't need we don't... um It'd be interesting
1: to see. I don't yeah, know much it, about the political the, sciences. The, how much of a difference it makes to your political culture, and in what ways?
0: Yeah, a lot more done. Yeah, right. The French Revolution—they had a unicameral parliament, and they only did good things. And I'm not even really <laughs> joking. <laughs> I think the only major mistake that the revolution—the revolutionaries made—was declaring war on Austria, yeah. and that was all Guizot. Um, Robespierre opposed it. Um, he also opposed capital punishment, for those who yep. don't know. Um so that ended up being quite <laughs> ironic. But um <laughs> yeah, you forget that the white terror,
1: the reactionary terror that, that followed the restoration of the monarchy was arguably more brutal than Well they'd already had one. Terror. They'd already had one under yeah. the
0: directory before before the monarchy came back. They had a terror then. Then they had a, yeah, you're right, they had they had more kind of terror. There was terror and people talk about um I can't remember who it is who comes up with the idea, but they were, you know, saying like there were two terrors. There was the the, the little terror of a few years where, you know, so many thousand people were killed. And then there was the Great Terror that lasted for all the yeah, centuries yeah. before that, where millions of people were murdered or oppressed by, by the royal system of government. They have the, the, the White Terror to say the that
1: I f- reaction that was against the revolutionaries. To yeah, story.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Thermidorians are kind of the reac- reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of revolutionaries. Kind of. They're like they're like the first revolutionaries at the start of it that gets mm. up to side and sort of kind of come back. And actually, even a couple of them are even quite radical. They sort of pl- play down their radicalness to sort of
1: make roast beer look more Delicious like, lobster comparison. dishes.
0: The thing is, ro-
1: and a delicious lobster dishes. Sorry, yeah. lobster the thing, is,
0: the thing is, roast beer didn't really do anything <laughs> wrong um, <laughs> until. You can like He executed <laughs> Go go to the pub, and then you're allowed to say. Until, until thing, he Rolf executed Danton. <laughs> Right, yeah, but the whole <laughs> reason we made this <laughs> podcast is because of co- conversations yeah. we would have down the pub where I would say stuff like that. So, you know, I'm giving the listeners the authentic experience. But, you know, until the execution of Danton, he basically doesn't really do anything wrong. Um, in fact, he's on the right side of, he's on the right, he opposes the war, you know, he's, he's on the right side of most mm-hmm. major controversies that end up actually screwing, you know, France over in a lot of ways. Um, and then he goes and he has this, he, he goes away for like six weeks and he has this massive mental breakdown. Um, and then when he comes back, he starts killing everyone. And you're like, Maximilian, yeah. <laughs> chill. But up until that point, I was basically on board yeah. with, with, with Robespierre. I'm not a scholar um, of the period, but I, I think he I basically did agree. just yeah. snap under the strain of running France. Yeah. Anyway. Robespierre. Love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. That's what we God think
1: love about him. the death of Prince Philip. <laughs> is that Robespierre did nothing wrong. Yeah. Well, Prince, suppose, Yeah. in way
0: we've come full circle, back to killing Aristide. Yeah, exactly. Except Prince Philip wasn't. Yeah, you know, he was struck down. What did he actually die of? In the end, I'm not sure. Just, yeah, just being ninety nine, I suppose. I don't know what the official cause of death was, but mm. it doesn't really matter. I yeah. guess when you're that old, you've died of being too old. It
1: is always sad when an old man dies. Yeah. on some level, um, maybe not always. That's a bit. It wasn't bad when Hitler died. I mean, I know? Think... <laughs> but generally speaking, you know, yeah, especially when life, it, it's, it comes down to married to the Queen for so long that she's obviously many people are grieving and. Uh, the yeah. but they shouldn't I be monarchy it, in the first place. Yeah, it,
0: it comes down to I think you know is the person in question doing anything actively to make the world worse? Um, if so, their death is probably a very stop them doing whatever. a tragedy for their, their own personal loved ones. Yeah, and I think honestly, Prince Philip by the end was probably any not harm, doing yeah. anyone any active harm. Um, although, did you know this? Apparently, for the last like decade or so, he was spending most of his time um, living at um, I think it was. Was it was it Osborne House or Sandringham, one of the other houses with oh, like a mistress? Really? That's Did you hear about this? Yeah, the been broadcast on the video. It's been, very it's much, been like been. completely. Su- no, it's been completely suppressed. But hang on, let me look it up. Um, it's all very sort of hush hush, um, and it's not like no one's sort of come out and confirmed that they were actually lovers. But it's like pretty bloody obvious. Um, here we go. Um, yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of people who is like alleged to have had like brief affairs with, but I don't really care about that. I'm talking about this like actual. Oh, I do hate the internet.
1: Uh, yeah. Yes, the internet was a mistake. I feel yeah. You should get rid of it. When we abolish the monarchy, we should mm. abolish the internet. I can't find well. it now. I can't
0: remember why I read it. Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was not quite as solid information mm. as I thought.
1: I do know he'd been living away from the queen but... for a long time before. When he became ill, he spent the yeah. last sort of, uh, yeah. and towards the end of the pandemic as well, they they lived together in um, in the same house for a while for quite a while towards the towards the very end. But he had been living; they had been living yeah. separately for yeah. quite a yeah, while. Apparently,
0: before. there was a woman involved. So I I can't find information about it, and I'm yeah. not about to spend ages looking. Yeah, Don't care really that matter much. Matter but that but up, anyway, so. bit of bit of gossip's always good. Bit of gossip. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we've done new parties. We've done the elections. We've done the fall of the monarchy. We've done robes having done yeah. nothing wrong. Um. Do I have anything else we want to talk about? I can't think Just of anything. Today? Shall we leave it there? I, I think, think so. Wow. Okay. Uh, thank you for joining me. Very well. Likewise. It's been wonderful. And uh, for all you listening, thank you as well. Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or various other places we <laughs> allegedly have presences by all means do so, but I very rarely post on any of them. So, you know, it's probably not worth your time. Just make sure you listen to this podcast. Not really online um to be on e- the internet but No I'm, politics yeah. commentators. I kind of I kind of weirdly am in some ways, I just spend quite back. a lot of time reading Twitter, Twitter but I rarely post. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm more of posting. a, I'm more of a more of a lurker. This is i'm posting, exactly. Yeah. Um so, uh we'll be back hopefully in a couple of weeks. Um keep the schedule a bit more regular if we can. If at all uh, we've, there's been illness and Mm. various other busynesses so we apologize for the delay but hopefully a bit more regular from now on in the meantime thank you comrades for your time and attention be absolutely wonderful to one another viva la Revolution.